This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, January 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities said police officers shot and killed a driver who was speeding towards them early Wednesday morning in Wilmington, Delaware. Newcastle County Police said the officers were investigating a suspicious vehicle at 1.10 a.m. near Rosemont Avenue and East 24th Street. When the officers approached the vehicle, police said the driver took off and fled down a dead-end street. Police said the driver then made a U-turn and began driving at a high rate of speed directly at the officers. That's when police said the officers fired their weapons, striking the driver. The officers, along with emergency medical personnel who soon arrived, rendered first aid. However, the driver was pronounced dead at the scene. An investigation is underway. Anyone with information on the incident is asked to contact the Newcastle County Division of Police Criminal Investigations Unit. Philadelphia restaurants can resume indoor dining with seating at 25% of their approved occupancy on Saturday, January 16th, officials announced Tuesday. Philadelphia Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley made the announcement and also said that tables will be limited to a maximum of four people and they must be from the same household. We don't want people mixing with other households and passing infection that way, he said. Masks must be worn at all times while inside of the restaurant, except when a person is eating or drinking. For some small shops, 25% uh, seating capacity may mean just one or two tables. If you're a small restaurant that has 10 tabletops or 12, it's simply not enough to survive, says Michelle Shannon of the Center City District. Center City District launched a campaign called Save City Restaurants to encourage people to take out and keep small businesses afloat. The Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association said of the 500 full-service restaurants in Philadelphia, more than 200 are closed right now, with 50 of them permanently. Indoor dining at Philadelphia restaurants has been banned since November 20th as coronavirus cases were rising in the city and officials were anticipating holiday gatherings. This was the second ban on indoor dining during the pandemic so far. From March 16th to September 8th, there was no indoor dining. City officials then allowed restaurants to open at 25% capacity, then increasing the limit to 50% on October 2nd before the latest ban went into effect. Pennsylvania restaurants outside of Philadelphia reopened indoor dining with limited capacity on January 4th. Restaurants must go through self-certification process to go to 50% capacity. Otherwise, they are limited to 25%. The Mega Millions jackpot is expected to grow to $750 million for for Friday's drawing. I was bummed out about that this morning. There was a match five winner on Tuesday night in New Jersey who matched all five white balls worth $1 million. The second largest jackpot in Mega Millions history is up for grabs on Friday, January 15th. The big prize for Powerball, the other national lottery game, isn't far behind at $550 million for Wednesday night's drawing. Yeah, so make sure you get both. There was... Uh, has Got them. There has been a steady stream of customers purchasing Mega Millions tickets uh, throughout the area. The jackpots prompted by lotteries refer to winnings of those who opt for annuities paid over 30 years. Nearly all jackpot winners actually take the cash option, which would be an estimated $550.6 million for the Mega Millions and $411.4 million for Powerball. For the first time ever, I'm starting to use the predetermined numbers. Are you? Yeah, I filled out the sheets and uh, and I use those. I've, I've always just done the quick pick, but I've decided yeah. to to try out these numbers. Is there a methodology behind it? Is it predicated there on was, anything? I did, yeah. I did like Casey's, me- Casey's method, I, and I, I I filled the forms out 
a long time ago. I was just right. waiting for a good lottery to start. And so it's birthdays. And, okay. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. That's, that, you it know, doesn't it's matter, all, it's really. All, it doesn't yeah. work. Each <laughs> and every time you have the same odds right. every I think it's been time. proven that birthdays usually win more. They no, usually usually work. Work. But you listen, it, it, as we've talked many times before, it's a lot of money. Why not? Yeah. I think the only reason I really do the birthdays is because if they were to be the winning numbers and, and you I hadn't and I didn't play them, you'd go nuts. I'd go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, those dreaming of what they do with their winnings should keep in mind that the odds of winning the Powerball are one in two hundred and ninety-two point two million. They're even steeper for Mega Millions at one in three hundred and two point five million. By the way, I never, I never look at the numbers because it used to be you would have to, you'd have to see what the numbers sure. were. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your ticket and then yeah. look yeah. at them and write them down. And now you just hold them up to the machine yeah. at the store, so I don't care. I, I have if, if it, my my most favoriteest numbers in the world could come up, and I would never know it. I uh, I never play, so I didn't even know that you could do that. Hold the thing up to yeah, a, I don't yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wherever you know. go, you just it's, they they have this little machine, and you just bring and bring up, and it'll tell yeah. you. Well, like I won six bucks uh, from the Whoa! other day. So, Whoa! Oh, I know. Yeah, Steve, I, I don't tonight. even know where to Rochelle, go. Are you there? Yeah, I don't even know where to go. To buy lottery tickets. Oh, really? Like in, I chose, in my area, I chose. know chose sells it, yeah. but like yeah. in my area, I would have no idea where to even go. I just don't. Yeah. Go to the beer store. They oh usually, yeah, they usually sell them there. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Does they, they have, yeah, you yeah. just go up to the counter and say no? No, there's no. a machine. A machine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I check the numbers, Preston, because I don't trust the machine. I'm pretty sure it's against me, and so I have to make sure. <laughs> That the, the, the machine's you getting would. the numbers right, yeah. You oh, would know. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, maybe they only have a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. what does the machine do? Is that where you, do you have it. to like enter? No, no, no. I'm saying to get the ticket, do you have to like enter num- your numbers and stuff there? Uh, Case, I've never done the entering the custom numbers. Or do you put the sheet in at the Wawa? Uh, oh, machine? Uh, I don't use the sheet at the Wawa. Like the if I do my custom you. numbers, like it, it, you know, it's but just... I could walk into Wawa if I just did whatever numbers. But I you're two bucks in the machine. You and can don't give me a ticket. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can do quick pick okay. or you can do pick your own. And that's it's worked for you. You've won a couple times, no, right? I've hey. never. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I never. I have it. purchased in yeah. the past, but like I can't tell you when or where or what, why. What I love is when you go in and Kathy and you see those people who you've got the like the the things and and like the the sheets and they're filling out and it's they're very scrupulous about how everything goes and you can tell they've been playing it fastidiously forever. Like Nick checking the numbers. Yeah, yeah. but I always want to say. Up to this point, how much have you spent playing, playing this in well, hopes of winning? So my uncle, who uh, is, he passed away. He's no longer with us. But he was uh, an avid lottery player. I mean, he would play every lottery every week. Uh, and the the winnings that he had compared to what he spent, I mean, he was, like, up. But not, really? yeah. not like, but, but Steve, he would play so much. So when he would hit a jackpot, <laughs> right. like, it wasn't always that big of a deal because right. he was <laughs> breaking even or, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's part of the thrill. I think, like, more straight up gambling probably delivers more of that kind of gambling thrill than the lottery. Right. But it is, it it is the hope. On, it depends on how often you do it because one time I was at a craps table and I was playing this guy and he, he had a, on, on one of the propositions bet. He, he'd bet a lot of money, put like $100 down or whatever it was. And, and he won a few grand on one. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and there was like no emotion on his face whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. This guy does this <laughs> all the yeah. time. And he loses and wins and loses yeah. and wins. It's and like when James Bond or Sheaf plays. You know, they uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think this is the highest it's been in two years, right? The Mega Millions and, and the Powerball. And, and so, like, for me, spending $2 every year or whatever to, to have a fantasy, to, to do that thing where what would you do? Just buying that, that's I like it. that. That's fun. It's fun. fun. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, so the second largest jackpot in Mega Millions history. I feel like... Um, 
my fantasies are bad luck, so I need to change my fantasies oh. in order to change my luck. World oh. domination and genocide? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I figure I've only had really good, fa- you know, like, well, I'm going to be very, very generous with my money. If well, I went to five hundred, selfish. Yeah, well, now you're right, Steve. Stingy and I'm die alone with all your cash. Through selfishness. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have. That's the name of Casey's book. Friday night tiger gorilla fights. <laughs> Yeah, sure, everything. Yeah. Mega Millions and Powerball are both played in 45 states as well as Washington, D.C. and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Powerball is also offered in Puerto Rico. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. The Sixers beat the Miami Heat last night yeah. in South Philly. Wow. <laughs> Joel Embiid had 45 points and 16 rebounds. Dakota Mathias sank a go-ahead three-pointer with 26 seconds left in the Sixers. The Sixers hung on to beat the undermanned Heat 137 to 134 in overtime. The two teams will meet up again tomorrow night and tip off a schedule for 7:30. The Flyers will begin their season tonight with a game at home against the Pittsburgh Penguins. All teams in the NHL will be playing in a bridge 56-game season and will have to deal with the temporary divisional realignment, which forces the teams to play. Only the other teams within their division throughout the season will limit travel and eliminate play against any of the Canadian teams. Today, the puck will drop earlier than normal as the game is scheduled to begin at 5. 30. In other hockey news, the Boston Bruins announced that the team will honor Willie O'Ree by retiring his number 22 jersey. Boston Bruins CEO Charlie Jacobs said throughout the history of the NHL, there have been very few individuals that have had such a profound impact on the league and its culture than Willie O'Ree. After breaking the color barrier as a Boston Bruin in 1958 and eventually retiring from professional hockey in 1979, Willie became an ultimate ambassador for improving diversity and inclusion within the game of hockey. The entire hockey world is forever indebted to Willie for all that he has done and continues to do for the sport we are incredibly proud to retire willie's number and cement his legacy as one of boston's greatest athletes O'Ree is the 12th player to have his sweater honored by the boston bruins in franchise history that's cool. and that's what i have for you this morning super nice guy we had him on a couple of times and uh just just loved him loved him to death that's great and that, you know when he, how old is he when he was in here the last time i don't know but he had a grip like a vice yes yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not kidding that's you're not right. kidding uh real quick uh marcia has a yeah. comment about the lottery. Hey, Marsha, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Um, I just wanted to help everybody out, and there's a PA lottery app that you can put on your phone, and you can buy tickets through there. What? You can cash in tickets through there. Really? All you have to do, even if you have scratch-off tickets that you buy in a store. Um, what to the what? QR reader. I'm wow. going to be, I'm now a gambling addict. Now, <laughs> now you've unleashed a beast. Yeah. Wow. Hey, so okay. all of that can be can be conducted through the app, huh, Marsha? Yep, everything. Can, and then they just put the money in your account. It's it's almost too easy, so be careful. Of course it's too easy. That's uh, what it's no, all about. That'll, that'll just make it easier. I mean, I don't play that often, but for somebody who's casual like me, that'll make it easier than having to take the extra trip to go buy the ticket. Maybe I'll do it yeah. now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, right. uh, Mrs. Cho is going to get very lonely, but what are you going to do? Thank you, Marsha. We appreciate it. Sandy! See you. Bobby! See you, Marsha was good. She yeah. stayed in the tent. We don't have a Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Well, not yet. Sometime. Yeah. No, but soon. Um, okay, so uh, I would mentioned uh, Willie O'Ree. We do have uh, some hockey-themed uh, guest that's going to be on, or a hockey-themed guest that will be on. Uh, Scotty Hartnell's going to be on the program. He is joining... NBC Sports Broadcast team tonight as an analyst for the Flyers pregame. This is great. And the postgame, which yeah. is pretty cool. So 
Uh, we'll talk to Hartsey. We've been a longtime uh, friend of his, and uh, we'll see as he's getting ready for his broadcast career to begin. Do we start the tradition of having him slip in something? No, we don't. I didn't know. I, I, uh... oh, he'd be up for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he would totally do you it. You think so? Oh, my God, yeah. Well, maybe, but it's pre- and post-game, so it's a little bit different than in-game. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Here's what we do. Let's float a very simple one. No sad bro. Wow. Uh, I don't know. You should probably get up to speed. All He's right. All right. Get yeah. up before yeah. we start losing yeah. him before his job. It's his out. first game yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk to Scott. We're also going to go live on Fox Good Day. We have no sad dough taking place twice. Your chance to win 500 bucks just with us alone. Seven all throughout the day. And we have a secret text word because we do that on Wednesday. So up for grabs is a digital download of Redemption Day, uh, which is with uh, Andy Garcia and Gary Dordan and a bunch of others. So text the word secret to 39333. And we'll send a word back to you. We'll ask you to call in with it later. Designated caller wins. And we'll also grab a random text or two. So text word secret to 39333. All right. A bunch going on. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Stupid Question Entertainment News is up next. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped twinkle twinkle rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Steven's exclusive twinkle twinkle rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Steven's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, super question this morning. We're going to give away a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. It's actually not that stupid of a question. Uh, Steve uses the word Rubenesque from time to time. Yes. Uh, and Peter Paul Rubens was the artist to which you refer to when you say Rubenesque. But name the art movement which Rubens helped to define. 215-263-WMMR. That's interesting. Let's see if you know the answer to this. Uh, name the art mi- uh, the art movement which Peter Paul Rubens helped define. You have to have the answer that I have here. 215-263-WMMR. I'll go through <laughs> some birthdays. We're waiting for your answer. And there's a fair amount of them. Today being January 13th. It is Patrick Dempsey's birthday today. Whoa. Always like Patrick Dempsey. Uh, yes. Uh Make. All the way, all the way back to Loverboy. Loverboy. And, uh, Loverboy had a good cast. It had uh, Kirstie Alley and, and uh, Carrie Washington, Carrie uh, Fisher. Yes, and um, yeah, a couple of different people. And that's the one I was going to mention. Yeah, Bobby actually, loves a good movie. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, Especially uh, if you're a Beatles fan. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he's he's come a long way. Uh, Grey's Anatomy, Sweet Home Alabama, bunch of good stuff. He's 55 today. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, and it's a big birthday for her. She is 60 years old today. Wow. Nice. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in phenomenal shape, or at least she was several no, years she ago. She was is. on She was on the cover of a, of a fitness magazine. I was like, wow, I didn't know that was under those clothes. <laughs> she looks better than she looked in her partially nude shot for the movie Troll years ago. I didn't even know she was yeah, in the one of her early, early movies. Wow. But yeah, she's looking great. Super talent. And uh, super wealthy. 60 years old today. Richard Mole, who played Bull Shannon on uh-huh. Night Court, Richard is uh, 78 years old today. We were just talking about John Le- Larroquette is yeah. going to be 
in a reboot of that, supposedly. And or... the, yeah, the dynam- dynamic's going to be the same, except the person on the bench, the judge, is going to be the daughter yes. of Harry Anderson. Yep. Uh, so, Richard Mola, 78 today. Orlando Bloom. Great. Celebrates his uh, 44th birthday today. If all he ever did was the Lord of the Rings stuff, that would be enough. Yep. And, and uh, he also has a huge uh, Johnson, so who knew? He and uh, Katy Perry are uh, doing wonderful these days. Uh, Penelope Ann Miller, the actress, Carlito's Way, The Freshman, great movie, The Big Freshman. Kindergarten cop, the, 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 the ferrets and the guy and the thing. <laughs> you are correct, yep. Uh, she's 57. Uh, Trevor Rabin, former guitarist for the band Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 90125 was, uh, you know, he was on that and uh, also a film composer. He's done a lot of work in that. That's become his career. He's really good. Uh, he celebrates his 67th what, birthday what, today. What songs would I know from him? Did Is he the guy? Honor of a Lonely Heart. Oh, okay. I think he wrote it, too. Uh, pro, po- yeah. Quite possibly. Uh, he also, uh, on this album, he sang a fair amount, too. Yeah. You know, where it goes, much better than a... That's okay. him. And, uh, but he sings lead on a, on a few songs as well. Uh, great guitar player, man. 67 years old today. Liam Hemsworth. Uh, is 31 years old today, brother to Chris Hemsworth, the whole Hemsworth crew, Hunger Games. Yep. Did well for him. And he had a show on Quibi that I think is going to port over. They're going to make it into a more longer-form show where he's a man on the run. He's being hunted. Okay. Uh, I'd watch that. Yeah. Uh, and then the last birthday, Michael Pena. Love that guy. He's great. Uh, he's he's just the best in Ant Man. He's just so awesome. Ant Man would not be anywhere near as good. Uh, I love the scene where he actually does get into the uh, to the uh, the unit, the, the laboratory, and gets into a fight himself. You remember at the end? Oh, yeah, in yeah. the first movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. It's really great. Uh, and uh, also, he was in The Martian and Fury. He's a great actor. World Trade Center. He's Solid. terrific in as well. Uh, so happy forty fifth to him. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Uh, so. The artist, Peter Paul Rubens, uh, named the art movement, which Rubens helped to define, 215-263-WMMR. And we're going to go to Mark, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning, guys. I need some Italian. All right, Mark, <laughs> do me a favor and tell me what uh, art movement he helped to define. It's Baroque style. Baroque, yes. Yeah. Baroque. <laughs> Hang on just a second. And we are going to set you up. You get some Italian, dude. You get a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift <laughs> card. Eating lighter, Carabas Italian Grill has you covered. You can enjoy main courses under 500 calories, like the Tuscan Grilled Pork Chop. For those counting calories this time of year, you can visit Carabas.com uh, to view the lighter menu today. Uh, let's dive right into the stories. We're going to start with this uh, one we've been following lately, Kim Cattrall. Made her feelings known without saying a word. A day after news broke, Sex in the City would be returning to HBO with everybody but her. Uh, Cattrall liked uh, a telling tweet about her absence. So this is her. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's her statement. That's as far as it gets. She's quirky. She's always been a, like a, apparently like a handful to work with. Right. So, so the tweet had said, I absolutely love Sex in the City. And whilst I am saddened. That Samantha will not return. I applaud doing what is best for you and think that this is a great example of putting yourself first. Well done, Kim Cattrall. Uh, the- <laughs> Do you know who did a great impression of her? Christine Aguilera. Oh, really? On SNL years ago. Wow. They were doing a parody of the series, and she nailed it. Because, you know, she always looked like that. Okay. She was a, was a monster <laughs> in the sack. Uh, the 10-episode Sex and City revival will begin production in the spring. A source tells OK that uh, Parker Nixon and Davis will be 
uh, part of decision-making process when it comes to the fate of Cattrall's character, Samantha. Um, a source said uh, Sarah Kristen and Cynthia are not just the stars of the reboot. They are the executive producers, which uh-huh. means uh, the three of them are the boss. And they will get to decide if Kim Cattrall's character literally lives or dies. And the source predicts a very nasty ending for her. <laughs> we'll see if that... I want to see how they kill her. See if that comes to pass. Have her eaten by rats in her apartment. Kim and Kanye have not commented on speculation that they're divorcing, but it's in the works, according to a new report. Uh, a source tells E.T. Uh, that she has... How's this going to work? That she's been done with him since July. Have, have you split your assets yet? This is a source uh, that says, uh, Kim has been over Kanye in a romantic sense for a while, but loves him as a father of their kids and doesn't want to embarrass or hurt him. Do you think he's a good father? Her, her last real attempt... Uh, to make their relationship work was when she flew to Wyoming in July. This was when he was running for president? I think so. And she was <laughs> seen crying in the car with him after that. Uh, she, she was upset he was off his medication? Yeah, I think so. You got a lot of questions to <laughs> just... a hard-hitting reporter. <laughs> yeah. I'm an investigative journalist. You know, on my home planet, I'm a botanist. Uh, she just knew that she had to be done for good. As fans may recall, Kim visited Kanye after a political rally in which the then presidential candidate, I know, <laughs> it's just funny oh, yeah. to say that, claimed that she and her momager Chris were trying to lock it up, and um, he He's also proceed on his behalf. He also claimed that uh, he wanted to abort their first child, North. This is when he was crying in front of one of his uh, church services. I think that was, yes. And that did it, apparently. Other than the concern for her own family, Kim takes her career, business, and image very seriously and keeps that in mind with all the relationships and choices, the source said. Kanye's actions have affected all aspects of her life. Okay. Real quick. Um, If you have a kid... Are you talking to me? I'm talking to everybody. If you have a kid, is there ever, ever, ever a situation in which you reveal to anybody that the thought or the idea of of having an abortion right ever that's actually that's actually what what Kim was responding to Uh, that that in other words and and she said and I, I agreed with her when she said it. You don't the stuff like this, especially with that high profile a life that they're leading. Mm -hmm. How do you want to be when you you know you when that ends up on your radar when you're a kid and you realize oh you know but Um, but, well listen some some pro life activists who at one time in their life considered having one and then changed their mind will absolutely use as an example because now I have this beautiful human being you know what I mean right so it's not it's not no it's it's not not, unheard of what I what I would have done though is I would have talked to Kim before I revealed that there you go (laughs) right exactly exactly Uh, so we'll see we'll see where this goes. Uh, let's stay in the family. Scott Disick. The Kardashians. Yes, the Kardashians. Scott Disick left a flirty comment yet again. With Courtney Kardashian. On a sexy pic of his ex, Courtney. Uh, the mother of three captioned a shot of herself in a silver bodysuit, and she wrote, Take a bow. And playing off of Courtney's caption, Scott cheekily commented, Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Oh, uh, so they are no longer together, uh, but uh, consistently balls. they spark romance rumors with uh, get-togethers and flirty social media comments. Toast loving the veg. At, at, <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> 
At least... (laughs) (laughs) Totes loving the vag. At least one of Scott's exes, him. (laughs) Sophia Ritchie wasn't reportedly a fan of their tight connection. Scott and Sophia split uh, three years after three years together, and Scott is now reportedly dating Amelia Gray Hamlin, who is 19. That's kind of wild, huh? Hey, to each his own, I guess, or her own. I, I guess so. Hey, a representative for Chuck Norris... Uh, shut down chatter that the star was among the pro-Trump rioters who attended the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Photos of a Norris look like, and the dude looked <laughs> he like does, him. He does. He right. does. But it's not. It's not him. Began circulating on social media this week as uh, campaigns were underway to identify violent participants in Washington, D.C. One man shared a photo with the lookalike identifying him as Norris, and several Twitter users who saw the photo and video of the apparent body double uh, began to beat up on the actor a bit. But his manager, Eric Kreitzer, said, this is not Chuck Norris and is a wannabe lookalike, although Chuck is much more handsome. Walker told me I had eight. <laughs> uh, Chuck remains on his range in Texas where he has been with his family. <laughs> no, so. in fact, actually, at that time, Preston, they were able to cooperate that he was on Skull Island fighting King Kong. <laughs> hmm. Well, the man's yeah. got to do something. Yeah. Well, I saw on social media yesterday a lot of people trying to knock him off of his Chuck Norris throne. Yeah. Uh, not because of this, but just because of, you know, he's been, you know, uh, a he's name. Up there so, so long. Yeah. Well, yeah. So people were talking about, um, oh gosh. Betty White. No, she's in a league <laughs> yeah. of her own. Yes. And, yes. uh, you can, you know, it's, that's apples and oranges. I think we can all agree yeah. that she's just amazing. Uh, you talk about her, his Chuck Norris's ability to step up and bring it in a fight. Yeah. There or, was, or I'm trying to think of chops. the, I'm trying to think of the guy, older actor, Christopher something, was in one of the Star Wars movies. Christopher Lloyd? No. <laughs> no. What about him? No, the, Christopher they, they Plummer? Were, they're saying that he's tougher than... That he's better than Chuck Norris because he's Lee? fluent. Christopher Lee. The guy that played uh, Dooku? Yes. Count Dooku? Yeah. Tr- Christopher yeah. Lee? Wh- there was a whole list of How reasons. do you end up okay, with pairing is... Christopher Lee, yeah. who uh, was Dracula in the Hammer Horror movie? Well, that was one of his... And sorry, and... and why? No. Why he was is better than Chuck Norris? There was a whole list of reasons. All right, and I was like, no way. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. We're moving. We don't on. need yeah. to get into yeah. this yeah. right so, now. So <laughs> why did you bring that up? I'm sorry. <laughs> we were talking about Ken Jennings and what great job he's been doing on Jeopardy. Well, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers revealed yesterday he has been asked to oh, be wow. a guest host. Interesting uh, for an episode of Jeopardy in the coming week. So Again, I guess they're gonna they're gonna have a few people. And I think that's here. fine. Yeah, Honestly, I'm I'm really liking Ken Jennings. Uh, this yeah. Yeah. Second go at it last night. Flew it. it. It felt like home, and I think also it's a wonderful way, you know, to to keep honoring, yeah, Alex. But we'll see. Maybe they find. Maybe they find me. Maybe he's a gem. Uh, Rogers, who appeared on a celebrity edition of the show in 2015, first announced the news during his weekly appearance on a uh, talk show. He later apologized for letting it out, saying he jumped the gun on the announcement. He said, "I may have jumped the gun a bit." I apologize to Jeopardy if they wanted Jeopardy if they wanted to announce it. I just got so excited on the show earlier. Uh, it just went down the last couple of days. Us figuring it out, and it's very exciting. Two things: did did he win? I think he won that celebrity. I think so. Yeah, and I think they are also talking to Terry Bradshaw. Uh, for hosting Jeopardy as well, Preston. No, uh, uh, they're, they're asking Jim. To, they just want him to watch. Yeah, John, John Madden too, and uh, William the Refrigerator Perry. Uh, he said, "It's for the off season. We'll be even more excited when the opportunity gets a little closer." But the show has been so special to me over the years. It's been a staple in my house here in Green Bay for the last sixteen years. Six o'clock, watching Alex. 
and trying to get as many questions as I can. I'd like to see Jose Conseco host. <laughs> Uh, so he had said that, uh, it was such a dream to meet Alex when he got to be on there in, uh, 2015. So that's cool for him. You know, yeah. you reminded me, I, I want to get Alex's autobiography came Ooh. out just before he passed. It was, remember we said it was a hope that if he was doing promotions, we'd get him on the show. Yeah. Obviously, sadly that never happened, but I would love to read well, that full story. Yeah. I heard Steve, and, and you guys are all into audiobooks lately. Uh, Alex narrates his own audio. Mm. Uh, so I've heard that the audiobook version of it is great because you get to listen to Alex. I oh, think that, you know what, and, and I, cool. just a side note here, Preston, I know you agree with this. I was reticent. I thought it was cheating. I thought, you're not reading, blah, 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 blah. And I realized how many books I was missing out on because totally. I never had the time to do it. Yep. Take the dive. Jump into Audible. You'll love it. Yeah. I'm starting to listen to things that I, I never would have picked up the book. Right. Just because right. I, you know, it's easier to. It uh, just seemed like, well, it's, it's, really not yeah. reading. it's like you're going to bed and someone's reading yours there. All right. Uh, Bruce Willis is coming under a bit of fire. Uh, he was not wearing a mask uh, during the pandemic, obviously. He, and he was out in public. E! News has learned that uh, the diehard actor was asked to leave a Los Angeles Rite Aid pharmacy on Monday. Did you hear the uh, follow-up to this, though, Preston? It wasn't Bruce Willis. It was Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce is walking around the aisles without a mask, prompting some uh, shoppers to report him to management when an employee approached him. With a request to cover his face with a green bandana that was already tied around his neck, yeah. um, he gave her a disgruntled look and left without purchasing anything. Is he at that age where he thought he was maybe like at a restaurant or something or so at home, possibly? I don't know. I just think, I think, you know what, maybe he forgot, but I think Bruce, and I like Bruce. I do too. But I, he also impresses me as a kind of guy who who knows he's Bruce Willis and should be treated like Bruce Willis. I'm sure Kevin Smith could illuminate. You, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's also the same guy who picks up the phone and says, "Right." So yes, I yeah. agree. It's a misstep. He, yeah. he apologized. It's over. Yeah. So and he, he got some iTunes gift cards. Uh, it came a bit of a surprise. <laughs> well, they have it all looks like he's cards. in front of the gift card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it came as a oh, surprise. Oh, Xbox. <laughs> uh, especially since his family has been vocal about taking precautions uh, during the pandemic. So um, he, you know, this is just I outraged. A bit of a misstep. Yeah. Um, okay, Steve. I'm going to bring up this story you sent to me. Um, it's it's seven pages long. So, um, <laughs> so you, do, 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 do you want to do it here? Or do you want to? Well, I don't know. It I mean, might is it tie warrant? into. A, I don't know because it, it it might attach to a topic you have about bedroom conversation. Mm. You're cold though. All right, we can come back to yeah, it. Can yeah, yeah. Tease us. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. So it's it's that it, actor Army Hammer who I, I really he's not on my radar at all, but. Uh, apparently, he's into some pretty kinky stuff, oh. and to where it may have like crossed the line a couple times. What with a partner? Uh, yeah, a, and, a couple partners. And somebody oh. has uh, some information about uh, his kinks, and it's it's you know it's dominate it's it's dominant stuff. Hmm. Um, so, uh, but the thing is, is it um, it may have it may have crossed the line a little bit. Do and, you want to do it here then? And hence the. Uh, uh, the whole thing about well he so there was there's a a Twitter account um and and it started to to trend because a series of graphic Instagram direct messages that he allegedly penned to a woman were leaked publicly by an anonymous now private account called House of Effie uh and he is yet to speak on it uh but the alleged messages date back to 2016 uh some as recent as this past February um, a time period where he was still married to his wife, Elizabeth Chambers, and they had announced their 10-year marriage was over in July. Uh, and there was infidelity. She, yes. she knew about he it. He has a history of it, though. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but his extreme, his alleged extreme kinks are a complete shock to the mother of two, uh, with a friend adding, Army appears to be a monster. Uh, the insider claims that one of the women who contacted Chambers about her experience with Hammer was left so traumatized that she entered an intense rehab and therapy program because of his emotional and maybe physical abuse. The Instagram DMs that he allegedly penned to the woman include uh, talk of rape fantasies, oh BDSM, and cannibalism. Oh, dear. In one message, he allegedly writes to the woman, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Oh, God. Uh, though the messages are unverified, House of Effie attempted to prove their authenticity by sharing private photos that were alleged to be from him. Uh, one includes an undated photo that seems to be sent from Hammer's official Instagram account where he grabs his neck, presumably to imitate choking himself. Another photo is of a male's hand splayed out across a script on a wooden table and it purports to have been sent from Hammer's Instagram account in an undated message visible on the man's ring finger is a small tattoo. Notably, he had a similar looking tattoo on his finger, uh, having previously had Chambers' initials inked on his ring finger shortly after they got married. Uh, they also supplied voice messages where a man purported to be hammered describes his sexual fantasies and speaks about the messages in question. Uh, the owner of this account had explained that she initially shared a video that referenced her alleged affair with Hammer, prompting other women to come forward and their stories uh, to go viral. So there's nothing like, you know, there's no concrete accusation of uh, physical abuse or anything, right. at least not, you know, that, that as of yet. So and there's no proof that he's actually eaten anybody, uh, as we were, you and I were talking earlier, Preston. But um, it, it, it is a it is a level up of just your usual BDSM sort of stuff. Well, there's a little bit more to this. So uh, they don't know how many women are, are behind allegations. Uh, in one, in a number of the messages, he uh, alleges to threat whoever this House of Effie account is. Uh, and what appears to be a message from Facebook Messenger in November 2016 allegedly tells House of Effie. Well, very convenient of you to bring that up because if for some reason something goes wrong and my wife finds out, I will probably remove your head from your body. You. Okay. In another exchange. You can't do that. It's attached. Via Facebook in April of 2017, uh, Chambers is brought up again. A woman asks, did you fix that problem? And when Hammer quizzes what problem, she replies is the F your wife so she lets S go problem. And he answers back, ha, 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 not yet. But I bought a boner pill for tomorrow night just to make sure I seal the deal. They've bumped her from first class, and we didn't even sit next to each other. Another message uh, from 2019 uh, claims that uh, she told Hammer's wife about their alleged affair, and he writes, As long as you effing promise never to do anything like that again... And if you can also, and you can also be expected to be punished for it effing severely. And thinking about punishing you, uh, punishing you for it is making me really horny. I will not abuse you. I promise, he said. Okay. So it's, it's uh, like, then there's one passage in this story, Preston, where apparently he had talked about uh, cutting off somebody's, like, like, in other words, to get them horny, that he wanted to cut off uh, a toe and keep it with him as a keepsake. Wow. I didn't see that one. Is yeah. that in this article? It's a, that's in another article okay. that is a predates this one. All right, but in a, in Playboy magazine in 2013, he had uh, talked about his uh, sexual habits with women in previous relationships. He said, uh, "Well, if you're married to a feminist, as I am, then it's." He said, "Well, I don't know how much we can put here without my parents being embarrassed, but I used to like to be a dominant lover." He said, "I like the grabbing of the neck and the hair and all that." And but this then, sort of thing with the grabbing <laughs> of the hair and the neck. And the- 
And he said, but then you get married and your sexual appetites change. And I mean that for the better. It's not like I'm suffering anyway, but you can't really pull your wife's hair. Uh, it gets to a point where you say, I respect you too much to do these things that I kind of want to do. When someone's talking about this a lot, I, and this this reminds me of the kind of dude who would end up at an Eyes Wide Shut party. Yeah. You know? Like Listen, that, if, if that's your thing and you you find somebody else who enjoys that fine. too, absolutely. And nobody's hurt and, and they're safe words and whatever gets, you know, yeah. it's when it starts to... Um, when, when that's not the case. And yeah, it's if you not, push that on somebody else yes, who's no. not into that, then you have crossed the line. He had said also in an interview uh, with Elle one time, um, he said, one chick tried to stab me while we were having sex. <laughs> okay. I oh, should, he said, I should so not be telling this story. She was like, true love leaves scars. You don't have any. <laughs> and then she tried to stab me with a butcher knife, he said. <laughs> you don't have any. Who brings a butcher knife to bed? He said he broke up with her seven months later. <laughs> Oh, well, sex yeah, was okay. good. So he was totally into it. Man. It's like if your girlfriend smells like burned rubber. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I know it, it, it is weird. It's weird to take a peek in, inside other people's uh, kinks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see if he responds to that yeah. at all. I, I don't know about uh, that. Well, let's see. Maybe he'll uh, have his own line of cutlery. Uh, <laughs> let me see. We got a couple more minutes. Um, this is not good to hear. Uh, Saved by the Bell alum, uh, Dustin Diamond, has been hospitalized. And according to TMZ, very well likely cancer. I don't know what kind or anything like that. Uh, He is in a hospital in Florida. It says suffering from pain all over his body. Uh, Doctors are currently conducting tests. Now, I don't know. That's all the information that I have. So, I, you know, I don't know how valid that is. But it is through uh, TMZ and... You know, they don't always hit the mark 100%, but they, they, they do get it right a lot of the time. Um, Matt James. Uh, the and, Bachelor? And, yep, The Bachelor. And his pal Tyler Cameron got Brazilian bikini waxes in a bid to make sure that his manscaping was on port point uh, before <laughs> James embarked on his Bachelor journey. Hey, Matt, let's go get some manscaping. Sure thing, Tyler. <laughs> get our pubes reduced so we can... Wow, the ladies. Uh, Cameron posted evidence. Go hardwood around their junk, what you say, bro? Of their spa visit on YouTube. Yeah, it's great. And uh, let's see. Look, they got candies by the register. They had posted, today was a day of showing Matt what these girls go through when it comes to getting ready for being on The Bachelor. So Matt can have a real appreciation for what these girls come out of in... Wait. So th- this, was this a segment on when the show itself? The it clearly was. Uh, it clearly was because it's the, it's it's shot professionally. Well, it was on YouTube, so all right. Uh, but they uh, they didn't. I don't know if they showed it on the the program itself. Or Matt, not. you should also get the hair removed from your butthole. <laughs> you know, just to be, just you for sh- safety. You sure? Yeah, man. <laughs> and bleach that thing. He's bringing him around to all. You clean your plates at home. Wow. Uh, so they did that. All right, and then one last thing. Yeah, I wanted to, to add this. this guy, I didn't get this yesterday. But uh, Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem are in negotiations to play Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz in Amazon and Aaron Sorkin's Being the Ricardos, uh, the film about the relationship between I Love the I Love Lucy stars. Uh, this is a fascinating story. A lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, first off, their, their dominance on TV oh, yeah. was amazing. Then they went on to create Desilu Productions, yep. which was responsible for things like Star Trek and stuff like that throughout the years. Uh, he, you know, Desi Arnaz was, could be wonderful and also a nightmare. And, mm-hmm. and, but the fact that Lucy 
was doing, Lucille Ball was doing what she was doing at that time, a woman with that much sway and power, it was pretty uh, pretty amazing. Uh, they, have, they had talked to Deborah Messing initially. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, having penned the screenplay, Academy Award winner uh, Sorkin will also direct the film from Amazon Studios and Escape Artists. The film is set during, here's how they're going to handle this, Steve. It's during one production week All right. of I've Loved Lucy. So it's not so like, a full, it's like it's it, not the whole story. It's like of the Steve Jobs movie he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Monday table read through Friday audience filming. Is Steve Jobs going to appear in this movie? He's probably going to be in this movie. <laughs> Uh, right, I think he's talking about the computer, computer, computer. I think he plays Fred Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in with his black turtleneck and bottle of water. Uh, when Lucy... Fred, why are you always tinkering with those electronics? When Lucy and Desi face a crisis that could end their careers and another that could end their marriage. Who, who, I wonder if they are going to cast Fred Mertz, Fred Nethel. They would have... You would yeah. think they'd yeah. have to, right? I think so, yeah. right? Yeah. Have Louis Anderson play maybe. Fred Mertz. Maybe. Yeah. There was... Uh, or Ethel. What was it on? Uh, I think it might have been, I don't know if it was Nickelodeon or something. They did a, a, a funny parody like promo, and it was the, um, it was the, it was about Fred Mertz's pants. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. showed the history of them as they kept going up higher and higher. They Eventually, were, they were right under his nipples. They were. Yeah. And they had, vi- they had visual proof. Because <laughs> yes. he just kept getting fatter and fatter as the old, season went on. A lot of old guys do that. Yep, yep. All right, and uh, <laughs> we're looking at a video Look of Fred walking in. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like pants. mid-stomach. I miss Fred Nethel, man. Fred is great. Um, yeah. uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting the, the, the actor's name. I can't remember it either, uh, uh, and William Frawley. William Frawley was great. If you watch the original, original Miracle on 34th Street, he's the one who's advising the judge to hear the case of Santa Claus. And he lays oh. and he goes, and then you're going to have to tell Santa Claus he's insane. And the kids are going to love that. <laughs> okay. He's great. Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are ready for Calypse. MLKFBI focuses on newly declassified files that show the government's surveillance of Martin Luther King Jr. Here, director Sam Pollard explains how this documentary about the civil rights leader differs from the rest. So he thought that would be another film that we could tackle, looking at King from a different perspective, how the FBI and J. Edgar Hoover were basically trying to discredit Dr. King and his role in the civil rights struggle. And, the, you know, the, the links the FBI would go to to discredit him. Yeah! MLK FBI comes out January 15th, and that will be in theaters and on Netflix. Here's the next clip. American Gods follows the journey of ex-convict Shadow Moon as he navigates a world where magic is real and the new gods are gaining power. In this clip, the show's creator, Neil Gaiman, describes his feelings about season three. Here we go. For the last, whatever, four or five years since we've been making American Gods, the season I've been looking forward to the most was this season. And the plot line that I've been looking forward to the most was bringing Shadow to Lakeside. I don't yeah. give a f- Actually, I've seen a few episodes. I read and, that book. And d- yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. yeah. It's wild, man. It is. It was pretty good. I just didn't feel the need to commit to something like this again. You know, there's just so much other that was drawing my attention. Yeah. But it's pretty well done. Yeah, visually it's cool. Yeah. It, but but it's a it's a weird concept. Yeah. Um but it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a big it was a it was a long read, man. That was a big book. Uh new episode of American Gods airs Sunday at eight PM and that is on stars. 
there you go. That's what I got for you. The entertainment report this morning. We're going to take a break. Gang, we got money to give away. We have $500 twice on our show, your opportunity to win, seven times through the entirety of the day. Details are at WMMR.com. We're going to take a break, and uh, maybe you'll win some money. Hang in there. Uh, We also have a few guests and stuff we'll be doing. I'll tell you about that when we return. Stay put. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We had, uh, in the entertainment news, I had mentioned that story that Steve sent over to me from uh, actor Army Hammer and revealing, possibly, uh, allegedly, some of his uh, bedroom kinks and uh, some of it got really weird, like cannibalism and and choking. Divisection. And and if you, uh, you know, if if you're not into that, that's not a good thing, obviously. (laughs) Would you mind if I ate you? Uh, But I, I saw this and it does involve the bedroom. It's not nearly to that level. But I found it quite interesting, and it is from BuzzFeed, and they had uh, from they, they had posed this question. I guess they started off with it with someone's story, and it had posed the question of awful things men have actually said to someone after having sex, uh, and they came up with sixteen responses, sixteen examples, and there's some <laughs> there's some people just idiots. Uh, Let me ask you, have you ever regretted saying something in the throes of passion um, like mommy? No, (laughs) no. um, I'm trying to remember. Nothing comes to mind. I'm sure I have. I I was trying to think because, yeah, I'm sure I've blurted out something stupid or that, but nothing comes to mind because it's just, you know, everything's raging at that point. Um, You're not the best uh, commentator at that moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a few of these, and and if you want to contribute, uh, if any of these you know brings back a memory, two one five two six three WMMR. So here's here's some examples. So uh, here's the first one. It says a guy told the, this girl to get dressed and call her own Uber because he had another girl coming to hook up with him in ten minutes. No, <laughs> well that's wow. just that's a cad. That's a Yes, exactly. It's a man whore. Uh-huh. A he whore, as they say in Deuce Bigelow. Here's another one that says uh, that this girl had lost her virginity to a guy who said immediately after they finished, are you sure you didn't want to wait for someone who cared about you? Oh, my <gasps> God. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, my God. Wow. That's harsh. Wow. I mean, like, that's so harsh. It's it's like straight out of a movie. Like, <laughs> Real people wouldn't say that. Uh, you would think not. It sounds. Oh yeah, they I mean, would. You yeah, know, they would. No, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, Army Hammer apparently likes to eat his chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Uh, this girl asked guy if he could help her achieve the big O after he finished, and he started laughing and said, <laughs> "I'm not a prostitute." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Generally, you have to pay someone to consider right, them yes. to be a prostitute. Uh, okay, here's another one. It says, this guy went into the next room where his friends were sitting, imitated looking around for something, and said, oh, man, I think I lost my virginity in there. Oh. Okay. Right. So there were other people. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's Okay. Very, very Here you go. Here's a good one. Here's a home here's, run? Yeah. All right. Yeah. This girl slept with a guy who had said immediately after, Papa Bear's going to go play some Fortnite. Oh, my God. (laughs) Papa Bear's going to go. What turns a woman on more than Papa Bear's going to play some more Fortnite? Wow. Okay. (laughs) 
here's one, here's one that says uh, this girl used to work at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and Walt Disney World, and after she had had sex with the guy, he said. That really was the wildest ride in the wilderness. Apparently, the coaster's tagline is the wildest ride in the okay. wilderness. Wow. It's good stuff. Didn't Marissa have somebody yeah, said a, just, show, oh, yeah, a show type yeah, thing yeah. one time or something like that? Do you remember oh, that, Marissa? Way to give 100 Of course she remembers. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I couldn't remember either. I can remember the person. I remember who it is. I know who it is, too. Nice work, Marissa. Way to give 110%. No, I think he just kind of like whispered. I think he's like, way to give 110%. He also was the one. Can I say it? He left the cheese at your door, right? <laughs> wasn't he the cheese yes. guy? Wait, yeah. left cheese. That he was a, really. He that was a was keeper. Very, no, he wasn't. He was a very nice guy, um, and he left cheese at her door. He was. He was. Too, he was super it, sweet. It, it, in my land, we give cheese after a sexual contact. <laughs> hey, man. He knew that she liked cheese. If you, I, I, I would. You pro- like I would stay with you forever if you left cheese for me right after having sex. Uh-huh. But any cheese in particular, phenomenal. or. What if it's substandard oh, cheese? Prima donna. You know, it'd have to be decent yeah, not, cheese. Yeah, cheese you know, you'd leave Velveeta. Oh, that's right. a can of cheese, aren't you? Velveeta's okay. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it is God not. Damn. You it's never garbage. had one of my burgers. <laughs> hey! Hey! He was I'm offended. speaking up for Velveeta. What did right you say about, about Velveeta? There is a line in the sand, man, and you <laughs> crossed it. Uh, imagine if somebody said it to him right after sex. Oh, my God. He tasted man. like Velveeta. Here's another one that says that this girl hooked up with a guy who pointed at a picture of her best friend after they finished having sex and said, how do you know this girl? She told him that it was her best friend, and he said, I've got to go. I was with her last night. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you don't have to say that. (laughs) No, but I guess his, well, I don't know. Who the hell knows? Maybe the perception is, I want to do this right and let you know that I was with your friend last night. What goes to a guy's mind at that point anyway? I don't know. Um, and I'm a guy, and I don't even know. Here, here's a prize winner. A guy told this girl that her nipples were invisible and proceeded to flick them. <laughs> <laughs> if if they were invisible, though, maybe that was his way of finding them. Uh, let me go to uh, let me go to Emily. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Good morning, guys. You rock. Oh, oh! Thank you. So, what was something? Terrible, somebody said, right after you guys did the deed. So it was um, my first time. Mm. Oh. Yes. And he looked at me afterward and said, ew. Oh, oh, oh my God, on. dude. Yeah. I bled pretty bad on my first. That's <laughs> So you, you, you couldn't sit down for a month. Oh, what did you do? <laughs> Emily, did you respond to that at all? I, I honestly had no idea. I mean, after he left, I was, like, really upset. But Yeah. Aww. that Yeah, I understand. An yeah. encounter yeah. like that with a reaction like that can can F you up for a while. Yeah. Uh, wow. All right. Thanks, Emily. Ugh. Listen, on, I'm not going to go to Bruce's call because I, I think I'm going to have to handle the wording of this myself. Him, huh? But apparently um, he was he was he was performing. Uh, orally with, yes. with with a young lady, right? Uh-huh. They're in an acapella group. Oh, he's doing. I thought it was a yeah. yeah, oral yeah, yeah. presentation. And apparently, she said at that moment, "Doesn't that taste gross?" Huh. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it did. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. Like like Velveeta. Well, let's find out. Since I set the whole thing up, <laughs> Bruce, did it taste gross? Oh, he's gone. Oh, oh he hung up. All right, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Um, <laughs> All right, this guy, here's here's another one. This is from BuzzFeed. Uh, this guy uh, had finished 
after lasting about 35 seconds and then said, well, that's all, folks. <laughs> so a big Looney Tunes fan. That's all, folks. Oh, man. All right. Uh, here's one that says, um, this guy... Uh, oh, here you go. Priceless. This guy, he, he had sex with a man, zipped up his pants, and immediately after said, I'm not gay or nothing, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I believe Wait, that what? that happens. Uh-huh. I really do I believe, believe that sometimes, that that right, people will just say, let me see what it's like. It's like or, a Whitman sampler. Or they're I just usually don't denying need it and for yeah. some reason need to, to say that, uh, that that's where they stand. So yeah. I mean, how many guys have, did you bang before you said, no, nah, I think I'm hetero. Uh, that's <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Justina. Hey, Justina, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Justina? I was dating a football player, and after one time he said, good game, oh. and... After another, he said, one, two, three, break. I oh, my Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Would he wear shoulder pads? Yeah, no. He slapped my ass, though. <laughs> wow. Good game. Good game. Was That's it fun? actually pretty funny. Yeah. Was w- it fun? Was it fun? Not really. Okay. So okay. he was not good in, in the He was not good. In the he didn't appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. In the huddle. Uh, let's see here. Other examples. Uh, this one says a guy rolled over and said to this girl, you don't shave your butthole, do you? Oh, my oh God. My God. Oh, boy. Well, she should probably do that. <laughs> Why? If it's enough for someone to notice? To say if it's, if it's done. Yeah, if it's sticking out of the crack, yeah, that, uh, that you don't want that. Right, Kathy? That's, Imagine this guy. I mean, you've got to at least bring it below the valley. Can you? All right, so here's here's the scenario I'm seeing. They're, they're finished. They're spooning. He's laying there, and he whispers into her ear. Yeah. You don't shave your butthole, do you? God, you have a hairy ass. Or it was, or maybe during. Maybe he was like. Maybe he was. There was like a position where was, he was saw it, and he was like, "Oh man." Oh, he was doing the salad works number. <laughs> you got wow. a little hairy. Yeah. There. Okay. You have a machete. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, "After uh, sex, this girl asked a guy why he never took her shirt off, and he said, What's the point?'" <laughs> so not necessarily a very tender thing to say." Yeah. Right after. And he might be indeed right, but, you know. What was the story, Preston, where you were in the bathroom pretending to vomit? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Was that and splashing bo- around in the toilet? Was that before, yeah. during, or after? It was after. You so wanted you had, to go. You had finished. Yeah. Yes, right. I wanted to leave. You wanted to get out. <laughs> yes. Your tummy hurt. And then um, you went to the bathroom and pretended pretend- to deal? <laughs> <laughs> and you splashed in the toilet, I gotta right? go. <laughs> I'm really sick here. Listen, <sighs> I'm a different person now. Yeah, sure. I'm not necessarily proud of the things that I've done in my past. <laughs> By the way, you got a really hairy butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and I, have I think favorite- I swallowed too much of your butthole hair. I'm going to sick to my stomach. You just wanted to get out of there. I was probably... 21, 22. Do you, let me ask you, do you run a bigger risk by uh, creating this uh, a fiction or a narrative behind your reason to leave or you just say, I I, I just... Santa's got to go. I, Santa's got to go. How the hell you expect from me? Right, right. Santa's got to yeah. go. Uh, listen, and that was, uh, oh, man, drunken nights, late, late night after the bars closed and... <laughs> You look pretty good. Hey, you look pretty good, too. Hey, so, and I think they're thinking the same thing to me as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you so, that feather on the radio? <laughs> not too far off from that. We got to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got to get up in the morning. Got to go to my parole officer. Let me go to Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's Gadzooks. up, buddy? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, so this is an article in BuzzFeed. These are horrific things that men have actually said to someone after having sex with them. You got something to share? 
yes. Uh, after, you know, you know, did the do with the lady, uh, we looked at each other, and she just says to me, uh, be aware of yourself. I have to fart. Beware of yourself. I have to fart? Yes. And she let one out. Wow. Oh, how well did you know her? Uh, pretty long. Like, pretty good long time. Okay. All right. That's all right. No, I, I thought you were doing a reverse Chuck Berry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be, uh, be pretty fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's what you call a reverse Chuck Berry. I, uh, yeah, if, if you're with someone for a while, some of these things can be playful right. and, and so on. But I think this is generally either at the very beginning of a relationship right. or a one-nighter, you know. You've taken her out to Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. You're going back to your house. You know, you got everything all set. You don't, you don't bring out the fart game that early. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, I, we have to be careful with this subject. Know, so, right? Yeah. Uh, let me go. I like anonymous. Let me go to, I'm going to go to Josh real quick. Hey, uh, Josh, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Josh? Yeah, so I, uh, it was my first time and I, uh, me and this girl, we snuck off. We went up in the attic and, uh, after the whole thing's done, she looks me in the eyes and she goes, you F just like your brother. <gasps> oh, oh my God. God. Dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've heard now that, him laugh. There's an old joke that goes like that. It, and he's actually, a, he's, he listens every day, so he's probably somewhere right now pulling over to laugh. So, so okay, so oh my God. had he in fact been with this girl? What's that? Had he in fact been with this girl? Yeah, yeah, so I went to him afterwards, and he was like, dude, why do you think she came to you, dude? Everyone else has been with her. She's, there's no one else in the neighborhood. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. So at least you got I, there last. <laughs> <laughs> they called her Lincoln because everyone took a shot at her at the balcony. Wow. Hey, I'd like to thank ladies like that because there, there's some that were very, very special to me. <laughs> having a, having Back a, in the day. A vigorous sex life and an appetite uh-huh. if it's if you're doing it of your own volition. Unless totally. you practice before you get to the good Absolutely. Time. Totally. It's like the farm team. Uh, okay. So here's one that says, uh, a guy said to this girl, uh, is it bad that I want you to leave? <laughs> <laughs> I have never is had it bad that I want you to leave. I've never had the situation like the splashing of the water where it was. Oh God! Where was that? No, it, it, like, I've always. I usually have always made it through to, to morning, and yeah, I've never. Oh, had I've had immediate regret. Immediate regret. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and listen, I said I'm not proud of it. You know, I'm definitely not. But but I, I haven't been very honest. Absolutely. No, you have to listen. Oh, what did I do? I life, remember. Life the, is about growing. I remember the point when I realized that girls are also like guys. Like that, this situation yes. isn't just on the guy's side. Like you oh, said, sure. where the where the girl said, you know, is it bad that I want you to leave? Like there, I remember realizing that I have friends that you know who were were still single and out and meeting people and whatever. And yeah, situation. They were like, well, I snuck out while he was sleeping or like you know yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Wake up. She left. She's gone. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I think I love it. It was all the dream. <laughs> all of a sudden you're infatuated yeah. with her. Oh my god. It's, yeah, it's like that when you're uh and it's the classic scenario where you're you I'm gonna have to break up with him and she breaks up with you first. It's like, what's wrong with me? Uh-huh. Totally. I remember I had yeah. one friend who who was like she was she was home the next morning and she said to me, I left all of my jewelry in his top drawer. Oh. Will you come back and get it with me? Oh my god! So we had to go back 
back and like and he wasn't home, which was great. So we just snuck into his room. By the way, I love your fuzzy ass. You really you, you snuck in. It was in? a shore house, so like the doors were open. There were a lot of people in and out. Yeah. It like, wasn't that big of a deal. It just it reminds me of the movie Sideways, where he left his wallet and in, in, yeah. the, in the gal's room, <laughs> yeah. and they had to go back, and the husband was there. <laughs> it was just classic. Uh, I'm going to go to our anonymous caller. Anonymous caller, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello? Yeah, it's you, bud. What's up? Oh, no, my name's Andy Moose. Andy oh, Moose? Andy it Moose. It says anonymous. Why don't you forget? you forget the Moose? All right. For a moment. <laughs> Andy? Yeah, yeah right? He's making a joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Andy! Andy Moose. Why like, don't you anonymous. forget the Moose? Andy Moose. Oh, For a moment. Andy Moose. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, that one went over <laughs> my head, Andy too. Moose. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so what's your story you wanted to share? So this is relayed, but both parties involved independently came to us with the story, so it was validated. All okay. right. Okay. Back in the day, a um, buddy of mine was, was with a girl and, and basically just wanted to kind of judge her personality or whatever. And after they were done, uh, he goes something like, Who, who's the boss, baby? And, of course, she goes, you. And he looks at her dead serious and goes, No. Tony Danza. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's great. That is great. He set her up. I like how he wanted to judge her personality by banging her. That's funny. After. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, you know what? And it goes to the, the who's the bossing. Now, obviously, he was yeah. going for a joke. But if, it, but if the guy was really throwing that line out there, you know, it's funny because if, if you do look at, at pornography and, and the scenarios and things that are said and done in that, um, if, oh. if you're young and uninitiated, one might try to emulate those type of things. Don't ever do that. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Don't. Did you mm-hmm. see the SNL bit where the guy's trying to get? Uh, it's um, God. What's what's her name? She's awesome. Uh, getting her to talk dirty in bed. She does the impressions on SNL. Oh God, uh, Chloe um, Feynman. No, no, no Melissa no. Villasenor. That's yeah. hard. And if we can get that clip, I don't even know. We might even have it in the system. But it's like like porn talk. Don't ever emulate that. It, it, it's it's not the real world. In fact, I hate, or a friend of mine hates when he watches videos like that, and uh, uh-huh. they're engaging in dialogue. It's it's horrible. Oh, here it is. We do yeah. have we it. We have it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, right. wait. Hang on. Okay, you're ready. What's up, you dirty girl? Yeah. What's up, you freaking alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> Babe, let's not bring up my old demons, you know? I mean, I'm more sensitive about that. Is that Aziz Ansari? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get her to talk Just dirty. Just be like a little mean to me. Okay. What's up, bitch? I make more money than you. Okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I want to hear more of that. That's kind of another sore spot for me, boo. You know? I... Let's keep it simple. How about you just call me daddy? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm. Like that? Oh yeah, Dad. Do me, Dad. <laughs> One second. I... Dad. Maybe don't say Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go to Nick. Hey, Nick. Good morning. <laughs> What's happening, Nick? What's going on, guys? So yep. I'm banging this girl back in high school. Okay. I thought it was a great call, and I, I hit her with the Ric Flair, woo, at the end. <laughs> wow. It How- kind of went over her head, and, like, I thought it was a great call at the time, but, like, you know, I got a chuckle out of it. Is it possible, Nick, she was an Iron Sheik fan? 
<laughs> and, it, and it offended it her. It offended her. Who was the guy who said, Arriba? Who was that guy? Was there a wrestling guy? <laughs> yes. Arriba. Arriba. Uh. Yes. Oh, man. What was that guy's name? I wonder how many wrestling calls get called out during sex. I mean, like a Ric Flair. I mean, like, high school guys are so immature. Yeah, and it doesn't really but, get much better. But to that point, like Preston's yeah. point, there there is a whole... Tito Santana. It, yeah, that's There it, you yeah. go. There is a whole... Um, <laughs> There are people who are taking their cues from pornography. Yeah. Not real, that's not the real world. No. You got to be respectful. I mean, you that, don't ask why someone's ass is so hairy. Most people don't yeah. have it like that. There are, you know, like your Army Hammers, your, your right. kidney people right. might, but but fi- find out first before you, you take those out for a test If run. we get intimate tonight, may I comment on your excessively hairy ass? Right. Mm. Uh, yes, Kate. Well, I was going to say, sometimes, um, the, all right, what's the word I'm looking for here? The, um... Formica? Formica, uh, for the man and the woman are completely different. Like, the, it might be just a physical thing for the man not knowing that there is an emotional thing for the woman. Sure. So, so I don't know if, like, what you were going through when you had the fake vomit <laughs> afterwards was, you know, like, oh, geez, like, she might actually be emotionally attached here, and I need to, I need to... Cut loose before this gets any weird. Was it your sense that she was uh, into you? I don't remember. Okay. okay. Uh, and 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 uh, in 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 fear of burying myself even further, of right. looking like a monster, I'm probably gonna <laughs> well, tap, not tap a monster, out. but just a You're douche. Not a monster, was she using like... one of those toilet cleansers that left your hands blue? <laughs> no, thankfully, I didn't have evidence on my hands when I left. <laughs> blue hands. Blue you don't dyed necessarily... hands. <laughs> intentions were, was the word I was looking for. You don't necessarily intentions. know the intentions beforehand. And so I had a situation in high school. It wasn't sex, but um, we I got together with a, a girl. And when it was all over and done with, I was leaving. And yeah. I was like, well, because as far as I was concerned, like it was over. I was like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. Want to catch the midnight train to Georgia. Yes. And uh, I was opening the door and she goes, so, so that's it? And then I was like, oh, crap, like, she likes me. Yeah. Do you know what I I'm mean? I'm expected to stay. Um, right. I, I'm supposed yeah. to make her breakfast. And so I go, I go, uh, you want to go out? And she goes, yeah. I go, okay, cool. And then I left, and then we never went out. <laughs> like, Well, but, you said it so tenderly. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was 16 years yeah. old. You want to go out? Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to go out? Yeah, all right. And then we're, then we're dating. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. I uh, we're now married, but that doesn't make me a bad person. You almost sound like Rocky no. in the yeah. uh, in yeah. Rocky yeah. Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you all go out now. Why your ass so hairy? You want to go out? Hang on, I'm gonna. Uh... Wait, this is him talking about the butt. That's right, it stinks. <laughs> 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 let me get. Let me go to Alex here. We're going to have to take a break in a second. Hi, Alex. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Alex? Okay, so I don't have something that was said after sex. It was an action that okay. happened after sex. Okay. So I'm gay, and this went back a couple years ago. I was drinking with this girl, just met her at the bar. Right. We go back to her place, and I'm like, you know what? Let me try it. Let me see what it's like from the other side. Okay. And get it. 15 seconds later, I'm running to the bathroom. I vomit. Oh, oh no. Oh, wow. Long Alex. Story, long story short, we're friends to this day. Really? We're friends, so uh, we put that past us, but, you know. <laughs> we I put just... the vomiting past us. <laughs> so, 
Oh so what God. was there something that was, that was, real, was... It was real vomit. <laughs> it wasn't splashing around the toilet. No. All right, I do I do have a real vomit story. Thank you for your call by the way, Alice. All right. <laughs> so great. and this was this was turned on my on so with this girl uh it was our first time hooking up right. uh, and and so we're we're in we're in bed together. Anyway, uh and <laughs> so uh she starts saying some things that were like really uh like you're all mine, you're nothing but mine, you know, and right. all this stuff. And I'm like, you're I'm a dirty like, bird. I'm like, well, she's getting very possessive immediately. And right. I'm like, I and I said something really stupid. What'd right. you say? I, I go, uh, I go. We're just having fun, right? This is for tonight. Uh-huh. And dude, she got up and ran to the bathroom and puked. Really? Like right then. Oh. And uh-huh. and I'm like, the door's like cracked. And I'm like, are you okay? Bam! Slams the door shut. I'm like, uh-uh. maybe she was gay. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, my. <laughs> so the news that you were in it just for a thrill was enough to send her into a vomitous reaction. Yeah, we were both pretty lit up. Okay. So I would imagine she had probably had a bunch of booze, too, and maybe that yeah. was just an, I don't know. I could have puked as no, well. That's, that's my navel. Yeah. Steve, I'm, I'm looking at a text message, and, and this guy's uh, bringing up a good point. Um, I never broke up with that girl. We're still going out. Are you? Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. You got to call her. <laughs> She's in a retirement home someplace. No, he'll be back. Yeah. His wow. name was Casey. He was wonderful. He made me feel so good. Uh, all right. And then uh, here's here's the last one I'll share from this right. list from BuzzFeed. And last but not least, it says a guy said to this girl right after they were done, you hated it, didn't you? <laughs> I know I'm bad. Uh-huh. I know I'm bad. Sorry about your hair. All right, we got to take a break because we got to come back and get to the money. Uh, no sad dough. And we're also going to go live on Fox Good Day. We didn't get a chance to do it last week. So this is our first one of 2020. And we haven't seen Mike Jarek since he's back to work. That's right. Really cool. yes. So we'll, we'll uh, have those guys on in just a little bit. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. We've got about two and a half minutes or so. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day, so uh, we have some time. What? Uh, nothing. Uh, we just. Oh, I thought we, you realized. You, I thought I heard you go. Oh. Well, we have this time, and we have a. Um, uh, there was a special shard out that we were asked to uh, yeah. deliver. Well, and I. Do, are we going to do it or not? Uh, you texted it. I did. Me. I did. Word for word, you have that right there. Uh, hang on. I have to find this. Uh, do you have a texting app on your phone? <laughs> Casey it was sent to all of us. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, this is. All right, they want a shard out. It says, uh, do we know who this is? Oh, this is from Rick. All right, Rick does a shard out. It says, uh, he wants to say to my honey, Michelle, happy 20th anniversary. Wouldn't want to spend this day or the rest of my life with anyone but you. We had our ups and downs, but here's to the next 20 plus years being the happiest for us ever. I love you more now than ever before and hope you love me as half as much as I love you. I love you more. And that's from Rick. And are we going to debut the new special shard out? Sure. Okay. Yeah, do you have one produced or are we doing it live? It's we produced. have it produced. Right. Yeah, this is a new one. You ready? Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, go for it. Wow! I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I like it. So good. So good. I got you.
And there it is. And there it is. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's the full length. It's, yeah. You know, you got you get some of the song has to play we'll have out. different versions. Yeah. yeah. Casey uh, whipped that one. There was another one as well. If you want to just uh, debut that as well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Wait, go back from the beginning. Okay. We got 10 seconds? I just love that. Whatever, whatever James is saying to get the man fired up and then <laughs> bang. Right he there. did. So, we're working on a few of them. All right, anyway, so uh, love is in the air. And love. so is gas, apparently. But we have uh, about 10 seconds. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day. President Steve, what's going on? Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. We haven't seen you since you were gone for a little while. It's nice. How you doing, I'm, man? I'm doing so much better. I don't think I've seen you since last November. But that's when I got the virus. And yeah. then I was down by five, five weeks time. or so. And we so, had just started transitioning at that point. So mm-hmm. this is the new us. So, no, no, I'm kidding. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, by the way, one of the side benefits of being sick is I get to listen to these guys. Oh, and I'm not kidding. I lay there in my filth in my bed <laughs> and I listen to your show. I love the bizarre file and getting stuff out of the junk drawer and stuff like Thanks. that. So this is here's one out of the bizarre file for us. Okay. Up in Quebec, Canada, <clears throat> they have a pretty bad virus outbreak too, and so they have a curfew in Quebec at eight o'clock at night. So. This married couple wanted to get out, right? Apparently, you can break that rule if you want to walk your dog. Right. So she put a leash around her husband's neck, (laughs) and she walked him. And so when the cops said, what are you doing? I'm walking my dog. You know, like men or dogs. Right, 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 exactly. Preston, uh... I was walked like a dog one time. (laughs) I was going to say, would you agree to be walked? I I have been. I'm I'm not kidding. Really? Uh, It was in New Orleans. Uh, was it Mardi Gras? It was Mardi yeah. Gras. How much did you charge for that? I was at a uh, I was at a radio convention. It was Mardi Gras, and it was insane. And there's just things that come out at Mardi Gras stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, at one point I was holding a spear. It was very weird. <laughs> and uh, this uh, somebody who was working for a record company had a collar. I'm like, I'll put it on. Mm-hmm. And so oh I got God. led around all night on a collar. Well, you know, you've seen it. This is now a thing where the people will go around and they're submissive pets. They're human pets. Yeah. And right. it's it's kind of a, I don't know if it's like BDSM, but it's more like a just a perversion. And so people get down and, and do the whole, you know, they get thrown treats and so on and so forth. That's what not for me. What does this happen? I haven't seen this. Oh, yeah. You, sure. Yes. The internet? Yes. The yes. Internet. It's, it's a oh, thing. Okay. You can hire someone to be your human to- pet. To be a human pet? Yes. Roll over, let me scratch your belly. The whole thing. And if you go into a restaurant, they'll lay down on the floor next to you. It's the whole, if the restaurant allows that. There are people that pretend to be horses, Steve. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker. No. I actually know a couple. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Do tell. That was their thing. Horses? the horse? The horse. One would play like a horse, and the other person would ride <laughs> There the you horse. go. Could you not? Yeah, so would would there the be horse? any horse? Yeah. Would, would, was there any horse in particular? Would they be the sea biscuit or, or what? <laughs> Just a, a Palomino. Oh, uh, that's like where Roy I Rogers. go with the Palomino. Yeah. Wild Appaloosa. You know. A man, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a, is what a wonderful. what marriage is like? <laughs> No. If you marry a horse, it is. <laughs> I'm like, is this what we're missing out? Alex is no, like, I oh, know. well. We're dating a woman. She said, Come over here, Mr. Clydesdale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay. Oh, you got to write a book someday, Mike. Yeah. Oh. All right, I'll give it a shot. All right. Uh, all right, giddy up, everybody. Giddy, giddy up. up. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> That's his new sign off. Giddy up. I love it, man. Uh, oh, my God. What? 93.3 WMMR presents No Santa. It's 8 o'clock. That's what I'm oh my god about. All right, ladies and gentlemen, $500 up for grabs right now. Very simple for you to enter and win. I'm going to give you a keyword. I'm going to tell you how to enter it to us. Enter it to us. So the keyword is reward. R-E-W-A-R-D. Mm-hmm. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do it. You can uh, text it to us. Our special contest short code number is 45. 45- 911, or to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, and why wouldn't you want to be, enter on the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley, so make sure that you answer the phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. So again, the word for this hour, reward, R-E-W-A-R-D. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. They take the stress out of your winter heating problems by taking $50 off of any heating repair. Two-year guarantee is included. You can visit horizonservices.com. Well, a very lucky cat used up one of its nine lives after escaping from a washing machine unharmed after its owner accidentally knocked the cat inside. I love the name of this cat. What is it? His name is Optimus Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Optimus Jack had silently crept into the washing machine at his home in New York while owner uh, Janae Blackman had her back turned. Unaware that Optimus had clambered into the washing machine, Janae set the machine on a 30-minute spin. Luckily, when Janae heard a thud from inside the machine, she stopped the wash and rescued her cat. Uh, She said, I had had a busy day at work, was catching up on laundry, loaded the washer in the bathroom... Uh, then went to the kitchen, but I heard a thud in the washer, so I looked inside, and there he was in there scrambling around. I panicked, and I thought, oh, my God, is this really happening? I'm just thankful we can stop the washing machine because not everyone's washing machine does that. When I stop mine, the water drains out. <clears throat> He'd only been in there for about a minute, but it could have been a lot worse. He said, I got him out and examined him and dried him off. Luckily, the nine-month-old cat wasn't harmed. and. <laughs> Janae said uh, she's learned her lesson and hasn't napped in the wash. He hasn't w- napped in the wash. Cats will do since. that. You got to watch yeah. out if you leave the door open on those uh, washer dryers. Problematic. Also, yep. you can check under your car hood in the in the winter when it gets cold. Sometimes they'll curl up in an engine. I believe. Uh, this might sound like torture to some, but this woman did break a Guinness World Record. Forty-year-old swimmer from Moscow, Russia. Recently wore only a one-piece swimsuit to swim about 280 feet under the ice of Lake uh, Bekal without surfacing for air. Ooh. I saw there's a footage. I was I think I sent it to you guys a while ago of a guy who who was doing this same sort of thing. I'd be scared out of my mind. Terrified. Uh, Yekaterina and cold Nekrasova had finished the swim in about one and a half minutes. And beat out the previous world record of 230 feet. So that's that's scary. I just saw a chick swim under the ice. Yeah. And she was cold. And I know you don't not, not think no good ice am I. Uh, I, I don't know how people can 
keep their breath. You know, if you've ever gone in that really, really cold water. Um, like the polar plunge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So case, what yeah. I saw was actually the guy was swimming under. It was clear ice on a glacial lake. Okay. And it was, so you could see him clearly throughout the entire trip right under the ice. On a side note, Cardinal O'Hara had their first uh, swim practice yesterday, their swim team. They're swimming outdoors at Lawrence Park Swim Club. Why? They somehow heated that pool. Oh. And so. Even, I don't know what kind of temperature they're getting that water up to. I, it was only in the 80s. It yeah. was like 80-some degrees. That's still, Which is cold. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw the, the footage of it, and the steam is coming off of the water. It's really wild. But I'm not worried about the water temperature, but coming out of the water is, the, uh, I think, the, the daunting part. So right. we're looking at the footage now of what I was talking about. All right, so British soap opera star Harry uh, Vizanani had to call animal rescuers Saturday morning after discovering a four-foot snake slithering across his toilet seat. Yeah. The actor plays Seb Franklin on the popular show Corinthian Street. No, I love no, you. I'm sorry, Coronation Street. Oh. <laughs> and says he noticed a snake pop up while he was brushing his teeth. I uh, said he quickly left the room, closed the door. The he next, got next day, he called the RSPCA. There's a snake on my pooper. And a rescuer identified the snake as a royal python. It was royalty. Oh. Yes, I have a snake on my loo. Uh, Who's loo, did you say? The, the snake <laughs> is believed to have belonged to the previous occupant of the apartment who died several months earlier. Uh, it's thought the snake hid in the apartment the entire time. Uh, the animal is now in the care of RSPCA specialist. Reptile keeper. I'm going to pass away soon. Take care of my snake. Uh, listen to this, idiot. Uh, the city of McKinney <laughs> is reminding residents to properly dispose of their Christmas trees after a fire damaged a home on Saturday. According to the McKinney Fire Department, yeah. officials responded to a call about a structure fire. Officials said the firefighters had arrived. They found that a Christmas tree had been placed into a home fireplace. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, only the top of the tree was in the fireplace. No. So the front. Oh, they were going to burn it and load it in as it started to burn? Oh, How do you possibly oh, think that's going to work? work. <laughs> they didn't think that yeah. through. I, well, saw the, I saw the picture of it. You you just can't believe oh, there are God. people this stupid. Does a guy think that the fire knows to not yeah, leave to the stop. fireplace? Yeah, exactly. Don't leave now listen, place. fire, don't go past this mark. Yeah, so oh, only the God. top of the tree was in the fireplace. Okay. So the flames traveled down the tree and out of the fire. Fireplace. How did that happen? According to the department, the fire was quickly extinguished after firefighters arrived. Damage was limited to the area right around the fireplace, and one person was treated for minor smoke inhalation at the scene. Look at here's the picture. Incinerating the, right the, the Christmas tree inside. Yeah, and there's there, it's scorched all up and the wall and the hearth and everything. Besides so. that, it's it's uh, it's still got sap in it. It's not that's yeah. not prime burning no. wood. No, exactly. All right, and then uh, one last story. Uh, I love this one. When Ohio police questioned him about a neighbor's complaint that he was blasting music at 1.30 a.m. Saturday, Nathan Rock offered a justification of sorts for his rocking out. Mm. Rock had told the police, you can't play Led Zeppelin quietly. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> one one of the cops good. turns to him, yeah, he's right. <laughs> Rock's 60-year-old neighbor told the Erie County Sheriff's Office that he began to play music loudly and was singing, which prompted her to text him with a demand 
Let the music be turned down. Rock, who works at a Wendy's near his apartment. That's where I rock out. Apologized, explaining that he was, quote, trying to practice singing as he intended on booking studio time in the near future to record an album. It's going to be awesome. When a sheriff's deputy spoke with Rock at Wendy's, the aspiring performer copped to the early morning racket and justified his actions by stating, quote, you can't play Led Zeppelin quietly. I might be inclined, if I was the officer on the scene, to go, okay, you know you're right. Yeah. Uh, while Rock's statement is listen to Richard Marks, then certifiably true, the lawman still warned that Rock would be charged with a disorderly conduct if police received another noise complaint. All right, I'll listen to Enya. And Rock stated that he understood. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. And you have a spot. Six more minutes left to text over the word reward. Uh, uh, to our special contest short code, which is 45911, or enter it at, at the MMR app or WMMR.com because that is our keyword for no sad dough. It is reward, R-E-W-A-R-D. If you haven't done it yet, a little bit of time left, make sure you get on it. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Scott Hartnell is going to have his NBC Sports Broadcast team debut tonight. It's Boy, awesome. It's really, really cool. Yeah. So we're going to talk to him about that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Shop, play, win, Monopoly starts March 3rd at Acme. Get ahead of the game and download the app before March 3rd and earn five bonus tickets, ten tokens added to your Shop, Play, Win account, and entry to win a $25 grocery gift card. Every ticket wins a prize, money-saving offers, or tokens for sweepstakes. Download the Shop, Play, Win app to play today. No purchase necessary. See rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped Twinkle Twinkle Rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sunset when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Steven's exclusive Twinkle Twinkle Rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Steven's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, it's great. Our next guest is um, well, he's he's getting well. He's done some broadcasting before, but yes, he started. He hosted the Oscars. No, no he did. <laughs> yeah, I must have missed that. Yeah, year. wow. Uh, well, he's more talented than I ever realized. He's incredible. If that is indeed the case, but he is going to be uh, joining the NBC Sports broadcast team tonight as an analyst for Flyers pregame and postgame. Uh, and we're excited for him. Please welcome a friend of the show. For many years, Mr. Scott Hartnell. Hey, Scott. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Hey, that, congratulations on hosting the Oscars. I had no idea. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I got to ask. So, and, and you have done, you know, some TV before, but... You're you're still a, a, a newbie in this realm to some extent, and I would imagine with your years of playing hockey, those nerves before a game, even important games like the playoffs and so on, probably weren't that big of a deal. You feeling a little bit nervous heading into uh, you know doing the show tonight? Well, I'll tell you a quick story. That my first time on NHL Network a couple of years ago, after my first year retired, 
you know, I get there a few hours before you, you do the pre-show uh, meetings, right? You know exactly who you're talking to, what you're talking about, and, you know, it seems fairly simple, right? And I wasn't really nervous, and then you get into the studio, you know, like your guys' studio, get all mic'd up and your headset on, and, and all right, three, two, and, and we're asking these, this guy a question, and, you know, it came the first, uh, the host asked a question, the next analyst asked a question, and then it was me, and I just, like, my heart rate was, like, 180, as high as it's ever been. I just froze. I mumbled, like, four words out of my mouth, and I was like, oh, my gosh, is that brutal. That happens. So I was, I, Go ahead. I was never more nervous, uh, like, in the game of hockey, and I just had to ask, like, a, a simple five, six-word question, and I, got, I froze <laughs> up, so... So that was like probably the low point, and it was right at the beginning. So, anyways, after that, I felt a little bit more comfortable. But yeah. uh, the n- nerves are definitely there for that's sure. P- that's part of every everybody. Everybody goes through something like that. And and what we do after all these years in the industry, the question, the go to question is: if you get lost, is you just say, "What do you like to eat?" Yes, and then and then it works every time. <laughs> Because people love to talk about food. Right. It, it might seem like a departure from what you had been talking about up until that point, but everyone has something they enjoy eating. <laughs> eating and breaking down a hockey game are very similar. It's very similar. So if out of left field you start talking about linguine, that's a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when you're actually playing in the game, I'm sure after a while uh, all the nerves kind of go away. But, you know, as as the stage gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but do you ever, when the first time you had a breakaway at the NHL level, uh, do nerves, you know, play a part at all? Or is this like, no, nah, I've been doing this my whole life? Uh, not really. Uh, you're just so into the game. You, you know, you <clears throat> you read the play so you can get that breakaway, right? You, you've done a good job of anticipating where that puck's going to be. You slip behind the defense and you get that breakaway and just your instincts, you know, have your head up and you shoot the puck or you make a move and, you know, but uh, twice I remember I got a penalty shot, right? So you actually have to think about mm. your move. Yeah. And uh, one was in Detroit. It was five minutes to go in the game, and it was a 2-2 hockey game, a chance to win it on my stick. And you're in uh, Joe Louis Arena, and it's just, you know, 18,000 people just booing the crap out of you. And it's like, <laughs> you know, you tighten up a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you're like, okay, I'm just going to shoot it. Uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, lose the puck, fall down, whatever, right? And mm. I ended up missing the net on my shot, but – um <laughs> You know, after, uh, you know, 20 seconds, you kind of dial back into the game. But it was uh, those, you know, I'm sure Sidney Crosby, uh, Nathan McKinnon, Claude Drew, they they relish those that are uh, built a little bit different, but uh, uh, they just go out there and do their thing. How much would it have benefited you going up against an imposing player to know what they liked to eat? (laughs) No, stop it. We like to eat thing. Hey, hey, you were stuck there. I like it. See? See? I just did it. You didn't even notice. (laughs) Scott, I don't know if you ever play basketball or not, but, like, I definitely, if I ever get a pass and there's a wide-open shot, even though there is just, you know, milliseconds between the the pass and the shot, like, my heart rate goes up, like, a thousand percent. You know, I (laughs) second-guess myself, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And then you shoot and you bank it off of the, you know, the top of the backboard. But I don't know if you uh, have that sort of... Uh, similar experience when playing basketball. 
Yeah, well, no, not, not really, but I, uh, uh, Jody Shelley, the next flyer as well, and he's in the media business in Columbus for the Blue Jackets, and, and he uh, he said to me, he's, I'm like, man, I just, like, sometimes I just freeze up, or, you know, you get the marbles in your mouth, I'm sure you guys have had that as well, and it's just like, he's like, oh, yeah. just, you I just, just remember, no, one, no one's listening. He's like, seriously, no one's listening. <laughs> no like, one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, we had uh, Coach Vigneault on the show yesterday, and uh, I don't know the man personally, I've met him, but he, he really seems like uh, one of those guys that knows how to coach individuals and not just the team and I think maybe has a different approach to each player which in my mind makes for a good coach I'm curious as to what your opinion is on him and also uh, who your favorite coach was that you ever played for uh yeah he does he, he knows how to push buttons he knows how to challenge guys uh, you know I know he challenged Jake Voracek you know he's uh, uh Jake's obviously an elite player you know one of the highest paid flyers and um, you know, I think in his, his career, he's only won two playoff rounds in 10 years, right? So I think he's challenged Jake to, um, you know, kind of wake it up and, and, and play better, right? And, and it's on Jake to take that uh, challenge, right, and, and take his game to the next level and bring his teammates into the fight. fight. And I know that uh, Jake is going to do that. He's, uh, he holds guys accountable. Um, you know, he's healthy scratching guys last year that, um, you know, needed a kick in the butt as well to, to elevate their game. And, and they did just that. So I, I, I appreciate that. It's, I wish I had that when I was, you know, a young kid in the NHL. And, um, but yeah, my, and then your second question was favorite coach, uh, Peter Laviolette. Uh, mm-hmm. he came in and we made a run to the finals there in 2010. Uh, and then he was coaching Nashville my last year, uh, in the NHL. Uh, there, he just he loves the game. He's so passionate. He's such a good speaker. He's uh, he's fair to everyone, and uh, just really admire the guy. So, so, Scott, I have to ask you. So, so with with the with the COVID um, situation and the play, and working sans uh, spectators, and really having a basically a really important, impactful practice where you're able to have di- a different scenarios that allow you to not be distracted. Do you think, I mean, no one would wish this ever to be the situation, but do you think in a way this is going to better the play of a lot of players? Uh, I I don't think so. I I love, you know, at the end of the day, you're kind of entertainers, you know, even though you're playing a game. And uh, I love going into Pittsburgh and, you know, chirping their fans (laughs) and trying to ruin their home opener. You know what I mean? Like Pittsburgh's trying to use that as their advantage but you know there's there's minus 18,000 people in the Wells Fargo tonight so it's uh it's a little bit tricky and and a little bit obviously different I'm going to be there tonight and just kind of see how how dead it is in there you know what I mean so I'll be able to to know a little bit more tomorrow but you know it's just uh it's just a a goofy time we're all living in we all want this to pass and you know I think we all got to be strong and be safe and and see what people are telling us the energy from from the the spectators and obviously we we can't wait to get back and and see it live but uh that that does because I always think for me anytime I've ever been on the ice or been on the field or anything you know it, it to me it seems like such a mess I mean listen it's wonderful and you're right there's part of an entertaining aspect to it and you're performing um, but the distractions well I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you said that Scott and are, are are most guys aware that that's that's what it is that that what you're doing is is in a sense entertainment for people yeah well it gives us all a distraction right like yeah you know, I couldn't wait for the bu- the bubble the playoffs to come back and I was glued into TV every night for two months right and it's it's, right. it's so exciting and um, you know, even though it is different and, you know, you, you don't have that home ice advantage and, and, uh, just the crazy fans in each t- t- town, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's just so, you know, and the NBA is going through it right now. It's just, it's just so different and sad. And, you know, you can use a bunch of, you know, bad adjectives, but, um, 
you know, the hot dogs and stuff are great at the Wells Fargo, aren't they? Yes, they <laughs> yes, really yeah, are. Yeah, they Honestly, are. I'm a big fan of the popcorn and the pretzels. <laughs> um, there you go. I am I'm really interested to see the interdivision play, the rivalries heat up because it's only teams against the East. And, uh, and then also... Uh, from an outsider's perspective, watching Canadian teams play nothing but Canadian teams during the regular season, do you have any thoughts about um, that? I know you know it's temporary; it's just for this season, but it, it will present a unique playing situation for all of the teams this year. Yeah, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be you know we play Pittsburgh Wednesday, Pittsburgh Friday, so there's storylines to be talked about. If there's a blow tonight, one way or the other, you know it's not you don't have to wait two weeks or three weeks or a month to go into Pittsburgh and and play them again. You're playing them uh, two days later. And, um, you know, the Canadian division, you know, how uh, obviously Canadians love their hockey. I'm Canadian. And, you know, to see these rivalries and, you know, Toronto versus Montreal, right. Calgary versus Edmonton and the fights and all the, the history and bad blood between these franchises. And, you know, Philly has their own with the Rangers, uh, you know, Devils, obviously Pittsburgh being the number one uh, hated team for me to play against. And, and it's just going to be so awesome to, to relive these things, not just, four or five times out of a year, you're doing it eight times and it's just, and it's almost nonstop. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm wondering what, and, and this would, this would uh, apply to I, I, all professional sports, almost any industry, to be honest, because the way COVID has, has uh, affected things, it's even affected what we've done. Like we did our camp out for hunger a week earlier uh, yeah. this year. And we're considering maybe making that a permanent thing uh, that we might want to change, and we probably never would have tried that had this not occurred. No, and I, I doubt there's anything, Scott. But 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 maybe with with some of the, do you see any of the structure or learning something from the way things are being uh, used and and done uh, that might permanently change things in the NHL? I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but uh, you might yeah, have a different well, perspective. I, I, yeah, I kind of, you know, I think I kind of like the hockey being fish in July, uh, to be honest. Like, it's, it's, I know it's a winter sport and all that, and um, players want to go home for the summer, you know, in Russia or Canada, and it's the nicest time of the year. And, um, you know, I think to start in, uh, in October, November, and go all the way through to, say, beginning of July or something like that, uh, middle of July, it's, it's, you're only fighting against baseball, which is, you know, um, no one cares about that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. They have <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Two games, and, yeah. and you know, it's just kind of it is a long season, somewhat boring if you're watching on TV. For some people, uh, I love baseball, but you know, to have just that one sport to fight against, except for you know, then you got baseball, then you got um, football, you got college football, and March Madness, and right. all this kind of stuff. And in, in, uh, when the races are going on for playoffs in April, right? So. Um, there is some good things about it, I guess, if it was like that. But I think they're they're trying to get back on on the regular schedule from uh, you know October to uh, June. So who, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Okay. Hey, on a personal note, I got to tell you, man, we were looking at uh, some pictures in your Instagram account. Your daughter, oh my god, <laughs> she is adorable, and she's definitely your child. That hair, dude. It's so cute. It came out. She came out, and it was just full on red. I was like, "Okay, we don't need a paternity test." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, she's she's just full of uh, personality, and you don't have to look uh, very hard or do anything to to make her laugh. So she's uh, uh, been a light in our uh, um, lives here since uh, I guess end of April. So right when COVID kind of started, we had her and. It was just nice to be home for yeah. like the last eight nine months and be with her. And uh, my other son, he's two and a half, and he's uh, you know going, went from you know saying one or two word sentences. Now he's uh, 
almost like he's uh, telling a story every day. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty special. He's he, one day he'll join you at the broadcast desk. So that'll be uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that'll be great. What do you guys think? Two and through, or you got another one in you? Uh, I don't know. They're so I love babies. I love you know helping out, being around, and uh, but we'll 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 wait a, a year or two anyway, and then we'll kind of reconvene. But I just love uh, love being around little babies. They're nice. so special. Hey, by the way, did you hang on to your mutton chops, or are those gone for uh, the TV uh, viewing? <laughs> audience? Hey, you got to you got to tune in tonight at five. Ah, <laughs> that's a cliffhanger. Know, yeah, listen, he knows how to tease. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a born yeah. broadcaster. And a 5.30 game tonight, which is cool. I'm looking forward to that as a fan, you know, because uh, I-, I can go to bed at a decent hour. I know, right? Yeah, we, uh, yeah we're we doing the pre-show, and then we're doing the post-game show after the game. So it's it's, it's pretty exciting. It's a nice, uh, nice little warm-up, and then we'll be doing the intermissions on Friday and uh, going from there. So uh, just very fortunate the Flyers uh, kind of wanted me to come in. And, you know, since living so close, it's an easy commute, and, and obviously Flyers uh, – uh, bleed orange, so it's uh, it's exciting uh, move for me. No, it's great, and honestly, you're 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 very likable. You're very likable on air, and you you converse freely, and and it's uh and I I think you you know what most people like to eat, so I think you're ahead of the right, game. Right, very well done. <laughs> hey, and by, and by the way, Scott, we're we're probably not going to try this out on you now, yeah, but expect it. Just getting started, but uh, but JJ Jim Jackson for for years. Yep. We we have been when we have it because we have him on throughout the season uh, just to catch up and see how things are going with him and and uh, you know in the Flyers camp and we will yep. give him a code word to say <laughs> during the sh- during the the game and he does yep. it expertly. Now we're not going to push that on you right now, but we will eventually get to that where we're going to try to have you, you s- sneak in a word. You know what's so funny? I did this when I was playing with the Flyers, and I, uh, we do that one hit at you know five thirty or six before you get yeah. dressed and all that kind of stuff. And on the bench, use your sitting. And and uh, one of my trainers is like, "Hey, you got to use let's let's give you a funny word while we'll be watching." The <gasps> no way! So you guys already <laughs> did that? Oh my god! So he goes, uh, he goes, you got to use the word Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh god, how am, how am I going to throw this one in there? So he's asking me like, "What do you guys got to you know do tonight for the game?" And I'm like, "You know what?" We got to have that Chuck Norris mentality tonight. We got to yes. Is that the boy? I came in. They're all just loving it. They're just hooting and hollering. So is that the only time you've done funny. it? Uh, just once, yeah. So give me a, give me a few shows and then yeah. we can, uh, you know, talk back and we can figure that out. Sure. Done deal. Done deal. All right. Listen, we're happy for you, Scott. Have fun tonight. All right. Th- thank you, guys, and take care. You guys are awesome. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Scott. Hey. Let's go, Flyers. Get a, just get a win right off the bat. Yeah. Okay, 5.30 game tonight is going to be great. I oh, love it. Yeah. So what, what, what time is he starting? Uh, he's Probably going to start 5. He said 5 o'clock. Yeah, 5 o'clock, yeah, okay. So, uh, you'll be, check him out on, uh, on NBC, so we will great. eventually great. get to that. Um, We got some time, right? Yeah. I see yeah, you broke right. out the banjo. No, I Dude, I have a banjo. Can you play, Can you play the rainbow uh, connection? No, no, I, I don't. And it should be easy. It's only four strings. Yeah. But I actually, when you, because I have a ukulele that's only four strings. And, and banjos are hard. Yeah, yeah, but even if strumming, I wouldn't even know which strings to hold down and which frets in order to get the, like, listen, I know how to play a guitar a little bit in the sense Make that. Make sure like, the strings are facing out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But I, I wouldn't know where to have my – if I just wanted the strum chords, right. I wouldn't even know. To, yeah. I mean, obviously, you can look that information up. But, yeah, it was my dad's banjo, and I have Aww. it now. Yeah, Those are expensive ban- – I mean, not to do a whole banjo chat, but banjos, a, a top-quality banjo is very expensive. Yeah. yeah. So we got a little bit of time, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, you, wanna, you don't want to talk about banjos anymore? 
Well, look at this a beautiful footage of a banjo, Preston. I love it. It's such banjo. a beautiful <laughs> instrument. I wish I could wave a, a magic wand and... Give everyone in the world a banjo? No, no, no. Just be able to play. Like, I don't want to take the lesson. Well, you know what? I take it back. The original wish is that one. <laughs> I, I wish the whole world... I'd like to see that, that, that kid in the Sudan who rolls over in bed, and there it is. What? If I win the Powerball... Everybody, everybody, everybody gets a banjo. Well, I think that's something, Kathy, if you could research what it would cost to buy the entire population of Earth a banjo. <laughs> right. There's only a gazillion mummers in this city, and <laughs> they could show you how to play. They play the strumming version as yeah. opposed to the finger picking, which yeah. the finger picking is much more difficult. So, anyway, well, we're talking about Anyway, uh, why did you even bring up banjo? <laughs> the reason that I asked if we had a little bit of time left is I noticed something that I did. It's not the noticer. Oh. If you want to, you can okay. do it. It's fine. I'm not going to go through a bunch of stories. It's not quite noticer. It's not something he really noticed, but sort of noticed. It's a personal noticer. It's a peek inside the personal world of the noticer. Well done. Yes, exactly. So, the uh, noticer has his own life, and it's not always looking out for things for us. He has things that he notices just for himself. I want to see if you guys ever do this. So, um, it the happened. wants to see if we do things. It happened earlier this morning. Uh, Marissa had opened the studio door here, and uh, as it was closing, I did something. If you see a door yeah. that is closing on its own, and you have enough time, do you ever play kind of Indiana Jones oh, to see to if you through? can slip through it? Oh, yeah. touching all the time. It? All the time. Yeah, Every 100%. time. Every time? Yeah. When I leave the studio, I kick it open with my foot, and I slide out. And sometimes I do it with style. But not that, not that. No, no, no. If, but like, if you someone come across else, a door yeah. already yeah. Like in the process of right. closing, yep. yes, and you will, and you'll know if if it's <laughs> if it's easy, whatever you know. But but if it's closing and you almost don't have enough time to get through, you try, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even, I, I also try to not let it close. Like, even if I'm not going to fit through, like, I still try to grab it with my hand to not let it close. Well, the, the money shot is sliding through and without having behind. anything touch you, touch the, you. the yeah. frame yeah, and anything. Great. Now, you, if you can, and sometimes I will purposely wear a fedora and knock it off my head. So yes, it's the good. last second I can reach to and pull my fedora through. That's what you got to do. Right. Right. And right. that's what I always yeah. think right. of. Right. Yeah. The closing, <laughs> the closing giant granite right. wall slab right. coming down and I just <laughs> barely make it through with the skin of my teeth. In those scenes like in movies in like a Titanic or in the abyss when Ed Harris is going, the the the, uh, the flood doors are... are yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Marissa? Uh, I live in an apartment building, and I'm pretty sure the doormen do this as a game with yeah. the people who live there. So when you're walking in, they'll unlock the door for you so it opens up. But they have, like, a time that they'll hit it. So some people will hit it as soon as you walk there, and then you have to, like, shuffle to get there close. Um, <laughs> or they'll some other ones will kind of wait till you get closer so you have plenty of time. Uh. But I do it like like I love just kicking my foot in there to save it. Then, oh, then like I'm at like, the last second yeah, you save it? Yeah. Like at the uh, oh, I do it on the subway all the time. You no, the re- the real trick is to is to I think what Preston's talking about is is to make it through. You've used someone else's going through, and you can get through as well without. <laughs> it's almost like playing a human operation game where you're not going to touch the sides and you just go through. Right, and if if I don't make it. I've been crushed to death. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like mind. the floor is lava. <laughs> that I wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Marissa. Yeah. Well, and then the game becomes for me that I get to slide in there before the door like notices that I've gone in there and then starts opening again. <laughs> again. So I like have I like slid in like total covert style. It's do even you... better now because now I don't touch the door handle. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's very covert. You ever do that thing, uh, Marissa, where you go into someone else's apartment and watch them go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you did it with me last night. <laughs> it was kind of fun, wasn't it? 
No. Uh, somebody says Kathy can't slide through the door. There are two reasons why. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got my boobs. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Your boobies. I get it. Glad I texted that in and didn't say it out loud. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I, I still, I love doing stuff like that. I was, uh, Rochelle and I were coming out of Costco the other day and, uh, I was pushing the cart, and I had a grand old time riding the cart all the way to the car. Well, I will tell So those things, are, you know, we were kind of having a conversation. I know we'll hit this topic later on at some point, but it's some I have not gone to BJ's or Costco with my wife every single time. When we get the cart, I re- grab her by her waist as if I'm about to <laughs> put, put her, her in. Her in there. Oh. Every Does time. she still laugh? She laughs every time. I love that. I love it. Uh, yeah, I did. It was an opportunity. I haven't had one in a while. Marissa had opened the door. It was closing, and I'm like, I'm going to slip in here before I die. If the opportunity presents itself where you can do that, I will do it almost 100% of the time. Do you know it's a, a cool a situation where they, they used it for dramatic effect, and it wasn't a case of, of the guy getting through, but in the first episode of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. when uh, the guy's halfway through the door, in the right in the first few seconds of the first episode, and he, he shoots the automatic door close and chops him right in right, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. But that's that's it's a fun game to play. Is don't get chopped in half. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, all right. I was just curious if no, uh, you're I, right. I thought maybe I was the only. No, I knew I wasn't the only one. Everybody's got to do that. Just like the Jedi opening of the. Uh, <laughs> do opening you? Of all the right. Doors. Well, do you ever as you're going? I do this as you're going down the hall. I kind of, I kind of lean. You do like, the helicopter thing, right? Where, where I'm going through a canyon, like around the corner. <laughs> I don't do that, okay. but I can see the yeah. point of doing right. that. Right, it's Absolutely. like a run on the Death Star. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're going through the the uh, the canyons. Here. Right, right. Um, there was some audio, Stephen. I'm not sure exactly what this is. You sent over. All right, all right. These are safe. Um, safe. Uh, God, what is the name of it? They're called call? mock sa- uh, FaceTime safety calls. So the idea is kind of brilliant and it's started to pick up steam it's become a big thing on on tiktok of people getting these videos out but the the concept is this um you you have these at the ready so that if you're in a precarious situation where you feel uncomfortable you're walking alone and someone's walking behind you oh. you can activate the video and it looks like a facetime call you're interacting with mm-hmm. so someone believes you're on you're in communication with someone who's seeing okay your surroundings so, so it's if you're recorded yeah, it's okay. pre-recorded, but it's done to leave spaces for your responses. Oh, so let's say you're you you're on a, a Lyft or an Uber, and the, the guy with you or the guy the driver seems a little sketchy, and you're uncomfortable. If you're a kid walking home, and there's perhaps from school, and there's like a, a the bully is is behind you or coming up on you, you can activate this, and, hmm. and now it's uh, there's another party witness to what's going That's on. That's cool. Okay. So uh, and this has become a thing, and I actually thought it was kind of ingenious. Um, there's, there are, you can find them online. We have actually a couple of audio samples, uh, Preston, that should be up there if you have them. Yeah, they them. are. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, and there was one woman who was a, I'm, I'm calling it up right now. I didn't know we we're going to go into this now, so forgive me. Uh, but, um, yeah, so she, you rat bastard. <laughs> what? Just what do you remember? Uh, I, that's just the problem. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Um, so give me a second. All right. Now we're going to do it. You wait. You watch. Here we go. Safety calls. Should we get the banjo out? Or? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the banjos for everyone. No. Uh, so, yeah. I don't have any. Well, right. we, we, have the, uh, the we have the descriptions. Let's do, yeah. Let's do the, uh, the safety calls. Mock FaceTime if you feel unsafe general. Do you have that one? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay. I got them all. Here we go. Hey, are you still in the neighborhood? 
Okay, so you forgot this box of stuff, and I'm sending Dave to meet you with it now, so be on the lookout for him. And so you can see this person? Right. He just sent me a message and asked which store. Would you mind just sending me a screenshot of your location so I can forward it to him? So It'll be easy. All right, so you guys uh, haven't heard these? So no. try to have a conversation. Who wants to try to have a conversation as if they're really doing this? Like like you were, you I'll know. I'll be Dave. All right, you'll be Dave? Yeah. Dear than trying to give him, like, turn-by-turn directions through text message. All right, that sounds good. Cool. Yeah, where okay, are you? well, I'm going to keep you on the phone anyway. I'm not really sure with you waiting on him there Let in that shady it. place. Okay. Let me do it. All right. Yeah. I know I'm paranoid, but I'll be that. Wow, this almost seems real. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last part of that <laughs> There's one. There's another one. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Hey, kiddo. What's up? Uh, nothing, daddy. So you're on your way back to your dorm now? Yes. Uh, I was hey, good You guys play with you, right? Yeah, I'm playing with the other little girls. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> Good girl. All right, there's another one, Steve. This okay. one's a little bit longer. It's okay. like a minute long. All right, this is if you think you're being followed. Okay. Hey, I just got your text. Is everything okay? Yes, this is a great fake FaceTime video. <laughs> All right, I just left my place, and I'm headed out. I'll be there in just a few minutes. I should be pulling right up. All right, awesome. Are you in the same place you normally are? Yeah, the same place I was. It's great here. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong? Did I offend you? Is there you? anybody else out there with you? Are you still, are you like, some, show still me upset about that banjo thing? <laughs> no, but if you, it, the idea is also you review that you review it and kind of converse with it a little bit before you go out. Okay. If, if it's something that, I, I could see this being very effective. Just the notion yeah. that you have an additional um, set of eyes possibly on you is going to be a, a good thing. Well, I mean, listen, uh, I'm not a, a girl, and so I don't understand um, fully what it's what it's like to be a woman that's walking by yourself. How you doing? I had three tentacles. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the more that I listen and I talk and I hear that, like, dude, being raped is like a real deal fear for a lot of women. You know, you especially mean just when they're they're going about their, you know, not necessarily in a. In, in, a, in a really threatening scenario, but yeah. it's something that you, that may be in the back of someone's mind. Walking down the street, running just, on a trail, just like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're in a parking lot, and mm-hmm. there's there's some someone. Ha- yes, any of that. If you could take that little extra precaution, and even you know, it doesn't matter. All they have to do is the, the odds are they're not going to go. All right, let me see if what, this is one of those FaceTime videos before I sexually assault this person. One of these fake ones. No, you know, that's going to be enough to, to just get them. Yeah. Uh, forget it, you know. Yeah. They, like, that's why so many times if you talk about home invasion, simply having a sign that says you have a home security will cut down on your likelihood of having that happen. Some people are texting and saying, well, why not just call someone in your contacts if you feel unsafe? Yeah. But it might be like a last-second one button touch. That's yeah. what it is. Thing, and you that, may not that, get that person, yeah. right? And and you can just boom, it's it's there, and, right? And you're already mid conversation or something along those lines. Here's the rest of this one from uh, you're being followed. Well, yeah, it's kind of dark out there. It I'm is. just gonna keep you on the phone until I pull up. I'm right up the street. Yeah, a guy staring at my boobies. <laughs> Dude, did you talk to your mom today? She's dead. <laughs> yeah, she called earlier and she <laughs> was not happy. Something about your brother? What's going on with that? So what has he done now? So there you go. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like Not the concept. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, all those things. Uh, you know, th- this pairs also with the stories about looking for hand signals during Zoom calls. If right. You're in, if you're in a um, an abusive situation at home. There are ways on 
line and familiarize yourself with them. If you believe you have a scenario that might lead itself to this, again, you would want to review these mm-hmm. FaceTime videos before you, if you're going out before you start, oh, I didn't see this one yet. Here, here's a text that says, uh, as a young female, this is incredibly helpful and so clever. Thank you for sharing. Uh, so many times where I was by myself out in public and felt uncomfortable eyes or slash eyes on me. There you go. And that's the whole that's the whole purpose. I mean, someone's not going to hang around and go, well, I don't know if this is real or not. Right. So those are called safety calls. If you yeah. want to look that up, I guess you couldn't find those. They're online. Yeah, okay. there, there's a couple of pe- there are a couple people who do it. The one who did this one. Just two seconds. I'll get you her name. Uh, bah, 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 you Let me grab that banjo. Again. Yeah, grab that <laughs> banjo if you wouldn't mind. Something uh, very yeah. safety calls. And this, again, this is off of TikTok. So, oh, okay. All right. So, uh, but the, the videos are available on YouTube. You know what I'll do? We'll post a link to her page. Where, there we go. Um, and it's under rainbowconnection.com. Now, is it, it Mendy we'll, Purdue? That's it. There you go. Okay, so, yeah, you can do a search on it. Yeah. I'm sure if I didn't. You're just singing the Rainbow Connection as you're yeah. walking along. Hey, right. I hear you're singing the Rainbow Connection. <laughs> Are you in a parking lot alone? You know, Kermit sang that. All right, real quick, I need to go to a phone call, and I want this guy to shout it from the mountaintop. Bill, good morning. Good morning. I understand you're excited. Yeah, no sad, though. Yeah, brother. Did you just win $500? Yeah, it did. See, it says here you are excited. That's nice, Bill. Congratulations, man. I'm very excited. 500 bucks, man. That can do you some good, right? Sure can. Excellent. Where are you from, Bill? Fallsboro. All right, man. Well, we appreciate it, and we thank you for... uh, Which way did you enter, by the way? Did you text, or did you uh, use the app or the website? I entered via text. You entered via text. All right, bud. We got 500 bucks for you. Hang on the line. Congratulations to you, and thanks for listening to MMR. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. And don't His life is never going to be the same. That if you enter through the app or through WMMR.com, you'll also be registered for $10,000. Unbelievable. Pretty sweet deal. That's the grand prize, so make sure that you do it. Uh, one of those ways, or what, whichever way you can. Next shot is coming up in just a little over an hour. We are going to take a break, and we'll come back. So don't miss the No Sad Dough contest seven times each day. We'll be right back. WMMR.com, the website for everything that rocks. Music news, events, photo galleries, contests, MMR gear in the rock shop, and more. All at WMMR.com. I was just in the uh, the restroom and uh, I was washing my hands. And <laughs> I, I thought about the the scene from the movie Black Mass with Johnny Depp. And I got, now i got to play we it. we got to play it. i got to play it. So this is just, I, uh, if you've never seen the movie Black Mass, Johnny Depp is outstanding and he plays Whitey Bulger. And uh, he's in this bar and one of the guys, it's one of his... You know, cronies, he's sitting there watching him eat peanuts at the bar, and then he says this to him. For 15 straight minutes, I've been watching you putting your big fat f- fingers into your disgusting mouth, which is filled with God knows what kind of f- bacteria. And then you take the same big fat f- filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption. What the f- are you thinking, John? Well, I wasn't thinking, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Just don't do it again. 
It's so great. He's so, uh, you know. Oh, man. Uh, it's just a, it's a towering performance. It uh, is. One that probably should have won the Oscar. I agree. I agree. And, it's, and, and uh, I don't know many people who've seen it. You know what I mean? It's, it, was, no. it was viewed, but no. it didn't do huge. But his performance is just <laughs> top notch. I, I mean, you know, where you're uncomfortable watching... We have David Harbour in here, who they're one of the most uncomfortable scenes in the movie is between the two of them, and he said that he didn't know Johnny very well. Yeah. They, had, they had only just met, yeah. and then he threw that scene on him, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, it freaked me out a little bit. So he's playing an FBI agent, he's with these other... And it's a true story. These, these FBI guys had, had worked up a deal where yeah. they would... In essence, they were giving Whitey Bulger, the, the worst criminal in town, all this intelligence. And the idea was he would give them information back. But needless to say, Whitey Bulger was using all of it to his advantage. But he's sitting there and he asks him about, you know, his, his, uh, a secret family recipe. Mm-hmm. And he gives out what he goes, well, he, he gave that information very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Secret. Secret, yeah. Uh-huh. It's a family heirloom. Yeah, yeah. right, you're right. And, and, uh, really intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's so great in that movie. For 15 straight minutes. (laughs) I love it. I've been watching you putting your big fat fingers into your disgusting mouth, which is filled with God knows what kind of bacteria. And then you take the same big fat filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption. What the f***? You thinking, John? I got to believe that that's the kind of internal monologue that Kathy has when she sees people eating out of some, you know, public thing, the bowl or something like that. Um, Ugh. a public bowl? <laughs> well, like like where there's like a, like a snack bowl, yeah, on a bar. or just how about gross. even just a party? Like I'm, you know, I pay very very close special attention to what I am doing to make sure. That all right. So if you're getting like chips in a dip or something like that, do you dip your whole hand in the chip bowl and then and grab a handful and put them no. on a plate? No, I mean I know exactly what you're talking about. There's different protocols you follow them. Obviously, there's a, a tension now is far more heightened. Yeah, but to how you go about to, this, yes. you would take what's at the top. You you would and then also you never get a double swipe once yeah. it's entered your mouth. <laughs> that's that's it. done. Yeah, you should. You, you put what you want on a plate and then you can dip it into the plate. But I'm, all of that stuff, I, I, it drives me crazy when people follow that, you know, that that display stuff. And to me, yeah. it's an aberration. Like I, I hear what what uh, Whitey Bulger, aka Johnny yeah. Depp, is saying in this. Even if, like, uh, and again, I haven't been to a party since the pandemic. But if I was getting a handful of chips, yeah. I would take a napkin and I would unfold the napkin right. and then use Boom. the napkin to grab oh, okay. the chips and stuff. Well, usually what happens too is like you know, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that drives me crazy. Well, I I, I will think about this quite often. About uh, there was a gentleman who we were at a uh, an establishment that had a buffet, and this gentleman was using a spoon to grab things off of said buffet. Yeah, but it was a metal spoon. <laughs> That he was putting and, in his mouth. And no, there were no metal spoons on display. This yeah. was this was his metal spoon oh, that yeah. he used it to was cook heroin. The strip club. Yeah. <laughs> that he used to cook heroin. Are you sure? I listen, I don't know if this guy is even alive anymore. <laughs> I do you know he was using it to cook heroin? I or was that his free food at the strip club spoon? Listen, there were 
very, very many indicators that he was a heroin addict. And uh, I don't know if he is even with us anymore. All right. I have not heard from him this in years. This is not years. like every state in, this, in Union has a Springfield. No, okay. no. I would, uh, I would be hard-pressed... I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. He, he and Nick, look. you saw the whole thing, right? I was just surprised the dude was carrying around a spoon. Mm. I thought it was for, like, ice cream and stuff. <laughs> I yeah, you never know when food. someone offers you a Sundae. I just, honestly, it's funny because I, I thought food, Casey thought drugs. Yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> I mean, people don't normally carry around their own ice cream spoons. I know. Or, or do they? I don't know. Uh, I don't no, know. I, I carry a banjo. I don't there know. are some spoons that are better for ice cream than others, especially when the ice cream is really frozen. You know, and you gotta you gotta dig, and some spoons just bend too much, and then yeah, you're right. You know, oh yeah, the, okay. No, well, yeah, if you if you got bad integrity in the metal that's being yeah. used, yes, let I me tell you something that's never fully frozen. <laughs> Put it in the microwave, and I use a spoon that won't bend. If you live uh, in a house with uh, where it's just you and one other person, it's perfectly acceptable for to eat ice cream out of the container, right? You don't have to put it in a bowl, especially if you occasionally ki- a kiss said person's yeah. genitals. Yeah, if you're doing that. <laughs> It's okay. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Uh, if you're sharing said container with... Uh-huh. No. You're not cool a, with this. No. No, put it in a bowl. No, I, I, Unless listen. you're going to finish the container. Well, sometimes no. I finish the container. <laughs> if, you're, if you finish the container, yeah, it's fine. Nick, you're okay. Why dirty, I think. Does, does your girlfriend ever find food in the house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I bought some... I told you, man. One time it was, it was a girl I was dating at the time, and... Uh, she was stayed over at my place. She didn't have a toothbrush, and I'm like, "You can you can use my toothbrush if you want." She's just like, "Ooh, gross!" And I just go, "Do you remember what was in your mouth just like ten minutes <laughs> yeah. ago in my in my bedroom?" You do remember that, yeah. right? That yeah, but okay. that didn't have ice cream on it. <laughs> I, all right, this is I know this is all. Yeah. Thing. So here's what I do: <laughs> if I do the public, and my eating, my wife and I will eat out of the same car. She'll put it in a bowl. Oh, yeah. But I will shave off the top my layers down so I'm not, I'm you know, so in other words, I, I like to do, you know how OCD I am. Yeah. So I keep it nice and even, you know, and so in my way, uh, that's my way of not screwing up the integrity of the carton of ice cream. I know oh, it's okay. stupid. Yeah. No, you like to keep it, yeah, yeah. even. I gotcha. Steve, yeah. I think you would have burned my house down years ago because, like, <laughs> it is not uncommon for me to go into the refrigerator or the freezer and take out a carton of ice cream. That has zero ice cream in it, and I was um, I would I would freak or or empty Oreo containers. Like, I would you die. just get excited. That's, like, that's kids. They're the worst, aren't they? I know. They need lots of heel marks <laughs> on your clean floor. Yeah, I had somebody, a friend of Rochelle's, had posted a picture of the Parmesan cheese container with, I mean, like an eighth of a teaspoon left in it. Like like it would do you no good no matter what. And they left it. So it's it's yeah. kids. Yeah. Well yeah. listen, I was the king of my household growing up. The king of how, that when I post pictures of you on Instagram, yeah. I just write king. King. <laughs> no, it's king of a bad thing, Steve. Oh okay. uh, I was the king of leaving um virtually no iced tea left in the ice king right. container or no. putting an empty pitcher into the refrigerator. So I'm getting I'm being paid back. All of those things that I may I recommend something. I, I know it's more expensive, but for me, and I don't have kids, obviously. But I, I, you know, to me, I think if you get separate little containers, like like you know, separate little iced teas, yeah, that the likelihood of the carton that ends up with nothing in it is far less. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, no. Then in my household, you will have half drank uh, little it's containers, drunken, drunk drunken did mm. uh, containers around the house. Oh, That's right. yeah. Here, wait, Tim. Wants to concur or something. Hi, Tim. You're on the air. Good morning. 
Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. It's okay. What's up, buddy? So I can remember you guys referring to the guy at the uh, at Risque at the end of the Haunted Whore ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I can remember the guy walking up to Steve and showing him some goofy airbrush sweatshirt he had on. And then he walks up and he pulls the spoon out of his pocket. Okay. And he's like hitting each bucket. And I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> But then again, how many buffets are awesome at strip clubs? Eh, I'll tell you what, though. And I, what have I told you about Delaware Avrisque uh-huh. has very good food. I just wouldn't communally eat off some guy's spoon. I mean, he was willing to share, by the yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. For the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. I saw you at Risky. All right, have a good Take care. The buddy. haunted horror ride. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, and that was, that was, that was the, the event. That was yeah. absolutely, because it was during the day. It was in the middle of the afternoon. It was early. Yeah. yeah. Are they so. are they open, uh, risque? Any strip clubs right now? Oh, you mean pandemic? Yeah, yeah. takeout. Yes, they are. Yes, <laughs> Kathy knows. <laughs> Don't ask me how Wait, I know because are. I'm not going to answer this question. Uh, but yes, there is a certain strip club that is serving hot dogs at the door, so they are technically now a restaurant. Uh, oh my and, god, that's yes. no kidding. Yeah. And so uh, they is are... it in Philadelphia proper? Well, no, it is not. Okay. Nick, you know the the, the big story out of. Uh, California was that they 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 passed some sort of ordinance to allow strip clubs to right. be open as essential businesses. Mm-hmm. I did not see that. Story. Yes, yeah. And so what was happening is is that I forget how they were getting around it, but there was something, and, and people were freaking out like, "Are you kidding me?" Wow. But uh, yeah. So the the place that I know of, Nick, um, the they're dancing on stage. No one's allowed to sit around the bar. They have to sit at the tables, um, and there's no contact. So like the lap dances and like all of that kind of hmm. stuff, I don't think are happening. Right. Um, and when's Ladies Night? <laughs> I don't know when Ladies Night is, but I know that. So the person that was telling me this uh, said, when people come in, they're like, I don't want a hot dog, and she was like. Take the damn hot dog and sit it on the table. You don't want to eat it, then yeah. don't eat it. So but do you have, need to take a hot dog with you. Do they have tip jars, or how does it work? Uh, Case, they, I'm not sure. They I'll... have uh, face masks. Yeah. I'll ask. I'll ask around, guys. Take I'll get back to you. goddamn hot dog. That <laughs> <laughs> is a disgusting, you disgusting fat face. Uh, let me dance for you. And I can't. It's like later on in the movie, Preston, take. Don't take the bag. Yeah. Take yeah. the hot dog. Take the effing money. Take the goddamn hot dog. Uh, Club Risque in Bristol is open. Yeah, there's people texting in. They're saying, "Yeah, strip that's clubs not are open. it." Okay, but I don't know. Uh, I don't it's know. not Kathy's. Kathy goes to another club. Yeah, no, yeah, that's not the club I go to. <laughs> All right, I'm going to switch gears. Okay. You know her from Morning Radio, <laughs> Kathy Romano. How about the dude at Club Risque though? That used to bring the girls in, uh, not the bouncer, the the other guy. Maybe he ran one of the clubs yeah. every time he would come oh, in. He'd yeah. go, how much? He'd point to me and go, how the- much? Go, you don't have enough. He's like, no, we do. Name your price. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, Could you you know how imagine? that place would be if no, we got you he, in there on This stage, would be Kathy's man. presentation. She would come out with, uh, like, floral and hearty stuff. Here's how you make a Christmas wreath. Yeah. What the hell am I watching? You put the suck and succulent. <laughs> Every time, though. Name From Morning price. Radio, Kathy Romano. <laughs> Showing you how to make a Christmas wreath. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, do you think people would come out to that? I, I would do that. I'd I think they, your, I think they would, actually. Show. I think if, if when the clubs get back open, we'll have to do a... Uh, wreath making? Uh, yeah, we'll have to do a full activities at one of the strip clubs. 
<laughs> Jackie Bam Bam was a regular DJ at strip yeah. clubs for yeah. years. I would love to have heard him on the mic because you know those uh, the strip clubs; those DJs have their own delivery. Hey, guys, uh, right now it's a bad thing. Yeah, we got Stephanie coming up on stage number five. They got their own little delivery, but I'm sure Jackie's would have been slightly different. But uh, she does the news in the morning, and this just in boobies. <laughs> uh, Somebody says it's Seventh Heaven and Conchahawk, and I saw her there. Seventh Heaven doesn't exist no, anymore. No, it doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. Been gone. The Conchahawk and Ballet, ba- the Conchahawk and Ballet's been gone for a long time. Yeah, right? they um they actually made commemorative T-shirts. Did they? <laughs> yes. Seventh Heaven. We used to pass by that all the time. Never went in. Never went. Never went in, never went in one time. We always joked about every it every day on the way to work or going to lunch. Yeah. You yep. know where I never went was Lou Turks, which is surprising, right? Lou Turks. It's still there. It's right? still there. I've been in Lou Turks. Yep, for a business meeting. No, nope, that's where Bill Turks. had us meet when he was bringing us over here. Uh, and uh, we knew somebody who worked there, and she was bartender slash dancer. And so it'd be like literally, you know, serve a drink and then go get up on stage, like like doing both at the same time. Did the, were the women responsible place. for their own music? Was there a little I think a so, yeah. box on the? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, wow. So. Yeah, oh, so wow. The thing about Lou Turks was is... a long, long time ago, though. Is it got redone, so I never got to see Lou Turks in its real Lou Turks glory. Lou in its heyday, yeah. what would happen is the dancers were all banjo players. <laughs> <laughs> and they would bring their banjos up on stage. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we're going to veer away from oh, strip. Was there a topic? Oh, we had a topic. There is, and it is the winners of the 2021 North American Car Truck and Utility Vehicle of the Year Awards have been announced. Uh, they did a live streaming event, and so I've got the the winners for you. Uh, the 2021, uh, let's see, North American Car of the Year went to the Hyundai Elantra. I used to think Hyundai's were uh, were not great cars, and they have more and more now that really appeal to me. I think they're really sharp looking. The the, the Elantra's a good looking car. They really are, yeah. And, and I guess maybe I just chalked it up to them being a newer car company. Well, right? they, they first started years they were, ago. Yeah. For the longest time, they were they were cheap. They yeah. were it, it was it was the, the the real economy car. If you wanted to get one on the cheap, it was a way to go. But that was that was a company that was starting out, and they were trying to. Uh, to you know, grow into it, and then they now they've created the Genesis line, which is which yeah. is luxury, which are really nice. What was the other company that was out briefly for a while? Preston Daewoo, Daewoo, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Daewoo. Remember Saturn? There was a bunch of car. Companies Saturns were cool. Saturns away. had the um, what they call the suicide door in the back. You remember that? The door that would that open, open the, the other, other way. way? Yeah, they yeah, had yeah. That? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that yeah. they folded as a there was a that was a GM division, and yeah. they gone now. So uh, the Hyundai Elantra beat out the Genesis G80 and the Nissan Sentra to take the top honors. Wow, it's a lot of good, a lot of good vehicles out there now. You remember, you, like cars used to be, there were only a handful that you could really say were yeah. were, were well made. But the, in general, the auto, automobile industry is solid. Uh, Hyundai noted that this is the second time the Elantra has been named the North American Car of the Year and their third time winning the title overall. Company didn't say much about the honor. Uh, but the 2021 Elantra starts at $19,650, features a bold design, significantly improved interior, as well as an assortment of engine options. Do you know if they say it's been a big hit for them, too? Their Share the Banjo campaign. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's narrow. Yeah. Very specific. Uh, they want to make sure that uh, you can donate a banjo. Nick can just wish them for everyone in the country. All right, so the North American Truck of the Year... 
the Ford F-150. Oh, it's not the Ridgeline? Uh, it is not the Ridgeline. <laughs> I have gotten so many emails and correspondences about that Ridgeline car, uh, conversation that we had last week, man. And uh, just for the record, I'm not actually in the market for a Ridgeline. What, what's, uh, the, what's the tone? Uh, uh, split. Uh, either you're a huge pussy if you drive a Ridgeline, or they're actually great trucks, even though they're not really trucks, and I love mine, and uh, I, I'm so glad that I bought one. I tried to explain to my wife, that, and because um, if you're not quite sure what it's about, is that people who have these, like with Jeeps, within the Jeep community, there is a... a, a, a a contingent that believes if you have this kind of Jeep with this kind of addition, it's not quite really a Jeep. And, you know, right. So, and all of them, and that's actually in many ways, it's sort of part of the fun of entering that community. So the Ford F-150 beat out the Jeep Gladiator Mojave. And is that the, well, I'd have to see what It's that the pickup like. truck one, I think, I believe. I, I, yeah, I'd have to see that. If you could look up Jeep Gladiator for me, Connor, that'd be great. Or Nick as well. There's a big picture of Russell Crowe on the door. It beat out uh, the Ram 1500 TRX uh, to be named the North American uh, Truck of the Year, by the way. Yeah, it's that pickup truck looking one. It is? Jeep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I guess the Mojave is the is the trim package, maybe. Correct. Trim man, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Jeep Gladiator is the one where, where some of the Jeep owners believe it's... Uh, yeah, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't know, who knows? Uh, you like it, you like it. Rock yeah. on. Uh, and then the North American Utility Vehicle of the Year. Yeah? The Ford Mustang Mach-E. Which Mach- is their... Yeah. E. Knew it. Uh, so it's their, it's their kind of, um, electronic SUV thing Yeah, uh, that they have, which yeah. I'm not sold on it, but I haven't driven one, so I don't know much about it. Uh, but this is somewhat it's sleek looking. I heard yeah. it had balls. It's somewhat of right an, under the tailpipe and upset <laughs> as it comes with, tra- with truck nuts. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, so this is somewhat of an upset as the Land Rover Defender seemed like the favorite as it had already racked up numerous awards, including Motor Trends SUV of the Year and Top Gear's Car of the Year. Huh. So this electric crossover, the Mustang, uh, also beat out the Genesis GV80, which has been highly praised and is one of the company's most important models. Uh, the defeat is also notable as Genesis was the only other brand to have two entries to make the finals. You know, so Genesis is uh, kind of climbing in the world. I assume the the car show is... Do we know the the... It usually comes it. up around now. Yeah. yeah. So right, because they wanted to to uh, yeah. D- I is, is is there a delay or are they just next year? I've heard nothing about it. I've heard. I love the car show. I love our car show at the convention center here in the city. It's yeah. tremendous when they put it on. It's it's great. And actually, I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing the new the new arsenal of like like these vehicles, the ones that are fully electric. I yeah. Mean, I, the the, the um, the e-tron uh, sedan, the, uh, the 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 Audi, Audi looks slick as hell. Yeah, yep. Uh, so when Tony Stark drives. Speaking of cars, um, there are some other things going on. But this is the Consumer Electronics Show. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles partnering with a Silicon Valley air taxi startup with plans to produce electric aircraft in 2023. Eventually, it's, it's a, like a flying car. Uh, so they collaborated with Archer on the cockpit design, and they expect to unveil it this year. Archer is built uh, is to build high volume composite electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft, known as as EVTOL. EVTOL. Um, but General Motors on Tuesday presented a futuristic flying Cadillac. No way. A self-driving vehicle which takes off and lands vertically and carries the passengers above the streets and through the air. 
So they're starting to work on flying, sort of <sighs> flying cars. So if you're talking about in the world of autonomous cars and sort of the model that always to me makes sense is a lot of like what you see in Minority Report where there are things that are sort of controlling it or in iRobot where there's, you know, there, there are things to sort of make sure that because, you know, if you're dealing with cars that aren't and are, it, there could be issues. Uh, I think <laughs> when your general commuting population takes to the skies, that seems like that's going to be wildly problematic. So a senior GM executive described the concept as reimagining the future of personal transportation. The single passenger Cadillac, technically a vertical takeoff and landing, which is a VTOL drone, uh, will be able to travel from urban rooftop to urban rooftop at speeds of up to 55 miles per hour. It is uh, fully autonomous and all electric with a 90-kilowatt motor, a GM Ultimate Ultim, uh, battery pack, and an ultra-lightweight body with four pairs of rotors. All right, so I- I'm not necessarily um, going to do this, but uh, if this clears off the streets, you know, if more, more and more people do this and it clears off, you know, congestion on the roadways, uh, no, okay. It, listen, I always think of... And you've seen like the uh, the Fifth Element, the Bruce Willis movie we're talking right. about with the or Metropolis or uh, any of those things where you see you know yeah it it will eventually rise up a Blade Runner, um, you know it, it is cool and if it can lift congestion up off the streets that's great. The trick is you know these things what what they emit you know what what right right and other things you might not think about like you know birds becoming a problem. And, yeah, and, we'll have to get rid of those. Yeah, yeah. we, we got to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> we got to end the birds. <laughs> Uh, but the moment you start having uh, a malfunction, somebody dies, stuff like that, yeah, you're going to run into problems. And the, if you have to pull over and exchange information, how do you do that at a thousand feet? This thing is pretty cool. Looking, it is though. cool. It is, yeah, it, it looks flat out futuristic. This is the Cadillac one that we're looking That's at. That's the Caddy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you can mm-hmm. tell it has the Caddy lines. Mm. It's got a deadhead sticker. Uh, it <laughs> is. I'm a, I'm a Cadillac drone. The Flying Cadillac was presented in a video as part of a virtual keynote presentation by Chief Executive Mary Barra, along with a family-friendly Cadillac electric shuttle. Uh, Barra last year revealed that the automaker was exploring such alternative transportation models as aerial taxis. I'm, I'm actually just waiting. I love driving. I love being behind the controls. That's why I think, again, the model that's shown in iRobot that allows you when he takes his hands off and it's driving or then he wants to get control of the car to me i find it very soothing do you you know to go out for a drive don't don't you yeah. preston uh yeah sometimes yeah. i mean what i don't like is is obviously traffic and when yeah. you have to be somewhere take and, it out for a good rush hour drive that's a pain in the ass but i very rarely do i take um uh, pleasure drive, you yeah. know, like like just get out and on the road and go cruise. My daughter does like to go for a drive sometimes. So can we just go for a ride. And so, remember when you used to do that when you were a kid? You still parents? love it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, everybody. Let's in the go car. for a drive. Let's go for a drive. I would sit in the rumble seat. My dad would crank up the car from the front. <laughs> it was great. Here, <laughs> here. Contact. <laughs> wow. I put my goggles on. <laughs> Good motoring today, eh? Huh? Uh, so the concepts were, uh, uh, introduced by the design chief, Mike Simcoe, who described the, uh, VTOL as the Cadillac of urban air mobility, the autonomous Cadillac shuttle, which we showed a picture of up here just a second ago, uh, described in the video as arriving soon features a boxy silhouette, 
uh, that recalls the cruise origin, also designed by Simcoe's team. It features fore and aft sliding doors and a panoramic glass roof. Uh, the cabin has wraparound lounge-like seating plus biometric sensors, voice control, and hand gesture recognition. Cup holders? Which is interesting. Hand gesture recognition. Some cars have that now. Yeah, like if you flip the bird. Uh, no, I think BMW had it for a little while, but I heard uh, some feedback was it was kind of annoying because you would actually be gesturing and not yeah. meaning to change control right, or whatever, right. and it would You'd drive into a wall. As yeah. it, no, you wouldn't drive into a wall. It would, like, maybe change the radio station or something like that or <laughs> turn the heat up or, you know. Like, yeah, thumbs up and you drive into a wall. That's not good. <laughs> um, this is great. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Steve, you had asked about I'm the down Phil- with that, buddy. The Philly Car Show, and uh, right now it's on hold. There are no plans to have one, so uh, who knows? Maybe later in the year they'll reschedule or whatever. Um, but a few people are texting in, and I've never heard of this before. You guys ever been to or know about the Lansdale Car Show? No. Apparently it's great. It's smaller than the Philly Car Show, as, as you would imagine, but uh, it's supposed to be great, and uh, they are hoping to have one later this summer, um, and I never knew anything about it. Well, I've always that- loved car shows. I've always loved boat shows. That looks more like uh, people bringing out their personal vehicles. It's both. It, it's, it's displays. It's it's people bringing their vets and their Mustangs and whatever. But it also has um, car um, the car dealers will show up and and you know show what they have in stock for this year. So a lot of those are yeah, they'll actually be the dealerships and and then right. the, the the difference with the one at the convention center is that these are the actual companies. Right. And what I love, Nick, is when you see the um, the, the the models, the prototypes that actually never you know sometimes they'll Concepts. make it to. Yeah, concepts, they're amazing. Yeah. There was a Buick at the one two or three years ago. Never made it to the consumer production, yeah. But it was one of the sleekest looking cars I'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I've seen mock-ups of, like, potentials for, you know, futuristic Mustang. Or, yeah. I mean, Mustangs and Corvettes and things like that. And you're like, whoa. Or Chargers. Yeah, I hope they make do it. Do that, do that. And then they never do that. They never do that. Yeah. Speaking of vehicles, uh, I did not know this, but Queen Elizabeth II is allowed to sail through red lights. Uh, if she wanted to drive, she would be allowed to just run all red lights. So she has she has one of those. She has a charger, right? A Dodge Charger. Yeah, she's got a, <laughs> yeah. a Hellcat. That, that's yeah. one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she's 94 years old, and she loves to get behind the wheel of a car. I love my Hellcat. And she is the only person in the country who does not need a driver's license to drive either. The well, only person in the country. We assume she has been taught to drive, yes? Oh, she's apparently... A, a, NASCAR? No, if you watch The Crown... She they, loves to drive. They yeah. talk about not yeah. only that, she she knows how... She knows her way around an engine. Yeah. Believe it or not. Okay, she can, yeah. She can do repairs and things like that if need. She's actually pretty... Growing up, they, they, they taught her some skills. Self-reliance. And, uh, and yeah, so she loves to drive out, out in the country. She FaceTimes with Jay Leno all the time about <laughs> really? yeah, their love of cars. About that? I, did, I could maybe see that. You see, my mind something to distribute your cap. Impressive <laughs> collections. I'll have to set it. As part of the royal prerogative, the queen also... Pose attraction. ...does not have to... <laughs> <laughs> Follow the rules of the road. <laughs> I didn't have anything lined up with that. Uh, royal expert Emily Andrews explained that the monarch can run red lights to stop her from becoming a sitting target. What, what does he say? Posit- what? Positive traction. <laughs> Traffic infraction. Put me in traction. <laughs> it's Queen Lightning. It's Queen Lightning. 
Um, so she said, when the queen is in a motor Did you hear about Megan? I hear she has a butt in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. She, well, she wouldn't be Riz. No. She'd, she'd be, be a, she'd ones. be, uh, who would she be? Well, she'd be Sandy. She, no, she'd be the, uh, the lady who helps the guys build Grease Lightning. Yeah. Oh, oh true. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever her name was. Yeah. The shop teacher. Yeah. yeah. Mrs. What's her name? You know that uh, Jan from the Brady Bunch, Eve Plum, played um, her in the live presentation they did on Fox. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, who's this expert, Preston, that you just referenced uh, uh, in the story? Her name is Emily Andrews. We didn't have her on the show, did we? For what? Uh, the royal wedding. Did we oh, have a, I don't know. It just sounds really familiar to me. She looks it? a lot like the gal who is the shop teacher. <laughs> that and, is the shop teacher. Oh, <laughs> that's, okay, her name is her. Alice Ghostly. Uh, and if you remember her, she was on Bewitched. Yeah. <laughs> well, now she's special advisor to the queen. Okay. She was an editor at Hustler for a while. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> How do you retain all this knowledge? <laughs> Well, the, the Alice Ghostly part is correct, and Bewitched is correct. The editor at Hustler, I made that up. Mrs. Murdoch. By the way, the Queen's favorite mode of transportation is by Royal Train. Uh, it's claimed that she insists on knowing the departure time of the train in order to avoid fines. It does have to be fine. There's a Royal Train? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. They show that in The Crown, too. Oh, they do? You know, like uh, Kim Jong-un uh, travels, they, he has his own special train. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, we talked years ago about the Royal Scotsman, which is not a royal train, but a train that uh, regular people can take. I wanted to take that. Vacation. I do too. Yeah, and it turns out it's uh, prohibitively expensive. It's in the like twenty grand. Yeah, very. But um, maybe after I give everybody a banjo, I'll take uh, a trip and when I win, <laughs> when I win the Powerball. Wee! Guess what I get to do? We're looking at a picture of the queen behind the wheel, yeah. and she looks like she's having road rage with somebody about to say, "What the f are you looking at?" Yeah, let's go to hell. Yeah. Eat me. <laughs> uh, her favorite. Uh, Do you like fish? Perch. Uh, the. <laughs> You've seen that, right? No. no. You go. Do you, you like fish? Perch. You stick your middle finger up. What is that? I don't know. Perch on my middle finger. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, so the queen loves to to ride the train. She said that uh, they say that I, I was told some interesting things this week about how punctual the queen wants the train to be when she travels on like it, super duper punctual. She makes sure that she does <laughs> like <laughs> totally punctual. Totes punctual. Totes big punch. Uh, she knows exactly when it should be leaving, and she's there going, "Come on, come on, we should be going by now." She says things like that, does she? Uh, if the train's late and delays uh, trains on the rest of the network, the royal train gets fined quite a bit heavily. Okay, so that's why she wants to Can be she car. command the royal train to drive through a vehicle that's stuck at an intersection I at a railroad hope, crossing? I would hope so. I don't want to live in a world where she can't. <laughs> um, that is kind of cool to have that. I, it, I love travel. Kathy, when we did the Polar Express. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the name of the railroad again? The um, Colebrookdale. Oh, my God. It's so wonderful. And that's year round. If you ever, if you, if you're a, a fan of trains, get out there because they have stuff going year round, and it's just amazing. Uh, Nick, it was not uh, Emily Andrews we had on. We pulled up the uh, Alice Ghostly. Uh, the <laughs> archives. It was Reshma Rumsey. Same thing. Same name. Yeah, I, oh, I knew it rang a bell. Yeah, it sounded the same. 
Whatever. Anyway, exactly. All right, we should take a break by now because we got to get you ready to win some money. We have $500 to give away. It is a thing called No Sad Dough, and it's very simple. And if you don't know the details, we got them for you right here. Stay close because we don't want you to miss that opportunity. And the Bizarre File is coming up next, too. We'll be right back. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Yes, in a mere moment, we will do the No Sad Bro. Get yourself set for that case. We're going to do the Bizarre File first because we had some time. So if you could flip those two, flip it. I can get into that, and that's what we'll do now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK. To get in on the action. Let's begin with this. This is really weird. Okay, so a man is accused of assaulting a woman that he had allegedly had asked to use a taser on him (laughs) when he had panic attacks. Oh, geez. So he thought a a good treatment for that panic attack would be to get tased? Yeah, so this is this guy's idea. So Ashton Lawrence is his name. He was booked in the Salt Lake County Jail on charges of assault and aggravated assault. During an argument, Lawrence began to have a panic attack. A woman told police that Lawrence had got her a taser for Christmas and told her to use it on him if he ever went into a panic attack because he would become violent during said panic attacks. All right. So the woman said she feared for her safety and used the taser on the back of Lawrence's neck. The affidavit states Lawrence became angry and allegedly hit her in the face multiple times. What the hell did you do that for? You told me. You told me. uh, Causing significant contusions on the victim's left eye. Oh, that's a no-win situation. Uh, Police reported the woman was then dragged on the floor, and he placed his hands over her nose and mouth, constricting her breathing for at least five seconds. I tried to choke her, too. Might be time to break up with this individual. Yes. Try someone new. So, never heard of that one before. Hey, if I have a panic attack, tase me me with the taser. And then I'll beat you up for doing that. Wow. How does that work for you? Yeah. Officers surrounded Jackson Memorial Hospital on Friday afternoon after an inmate who was thought to be wearing a hospital gown attempted to escape. The inmate, identified as Jermaine Henderson, was supposed to be taking a shower before he uh, scheduled before scheduled surgery when he escaped through the ceiling of the bathroom. Uh, he made it to the tenth floor and stole a janitorial uniform. Uh, he was walking barefoot when he walked out. I just of the- got out of the shower. <laughs> When he walked out of the building. All I did was get out of the shower. (laughs) We haven't heard that in a while. I love that. Uh, Officers quickly put the hospital on lockdown and set up a perimeter. Henderson was running and jumping through people's backyards. I just got out of the shower. So the residents called 911 and he hid under a truck. Officers caught him. Personnel used a stretcher to return Henderson to the hospital. Uh, he has a history of criminal cases that go back to 2002, uh, burglary, resisting arrest, and uh, battery of a law enforcement officer with the most recent charges. The Santa Cruz Harbor Master has launched a formal investigation following the Sunday rescue of a dozen novice sailors from large ocean swells. 
Witnesses agonized for what seemed an eternity as the forecast swells flipped a dozen young yachters into the frigid waters of Santa Cruz Harbor. Uh, a witness, uh, Jenny Umstead, said, "We saw them out in the water in the first place." And Yikes! We have, young yachters. We have no, uh, we have no way or idea why they were even out there. A dozen novice yachters tried to re-enter the harbor during a sailing lesson in low tide and large swells. Uh, she said, uh, "We were all terrified because the tide had dropped." So across the harbor, there were these massive waves. The ill-fated timing led to the waves capsizing some boats. Uh, sending sailors, some as young as seven years old, oh. yeah, into the into the water. I've I, from years of boating, Preston. I've been out, and I've I've been in like near gale conditions. And sometimes you go out, you don't think it's as bad until you get out there. This might might have been what happened with these guys. Uh, the sailing lesson was operated by the Santa Cruz Yacht Club, and Commodore said that the class included intermediate and advanced sailors. And internal investigation Oof. was also underway. But the National Weather Service had issued warnings for large swells on Sunday, mm. with some wave heights reaching thirty feet. Not That's good. Crazy. Uh, experts say wind from as far away as the Gulf of Alaska are to blame. So they should have checked the weather forecast a little bit more closely before heading out. And then we'll do one last story. Uh, let's see. Lincoln, Nebraska police have arrested 34-year-old Texas man on Sunday after finding him naked in a gray Toyota camera. They believe he may have been at it again at 7.30 a.m. the next morning. In all, an officer said police... I've taken reports about seven sightings of a naked man in or around a gray Toyota with Texas plates for the past seven days. Wow. I just got out of the shower. <laughs> uh, when police got to the area, he'd already driven away, but they found the car a couple of blocks away, and he so, was in the car naked, and they arrested him. The same Toyota or just more? Yeah. No, the same one. Okay. Yeah, I so, thought maybe like it's a, n- a naked Toyota thon. Yeah, thing. maybe it's his thing. Yeah. Great Toyotas uh, make him want to get naked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm scared so horny. He bonded out later in the day. Police are looking into other reports, but so far the man is accused of one count of indecent exposure. Oh, and yeah. that is what I have <laughs> in the bizarre file for you. Hey, it's hey. 10 o'clock. Let's do this. 93.3 WMMR presents No all right, we have a word for you. It's our keyword for the hour, and it's a chance for you to win 500 bucks. The word is inform, I-N-F-O-R-M, and you have until 15 minutes after this very hour to enter it. Three ways to do that via the text uh, for a special contest short code number, which is 45911, or if you'd like to be automatically registered for a $10,000 grand prize, Enter it on the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest. That person's going to get a call from our company, Beasley. So make sure that you answer your phone if you enter this. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. So, again, the word is INFORM, I-N-F-O-R-M. Good luck to you. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back after this. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You have just a tiny bit of time left to text in the word INFORM, I-N-F-O-R-M, to our special contest short code number 45911. Or to enter it through the MMR app or through WMMR.com. We want you to win the $500. So we're running out of time. We have very little time left. So pull over if you're in the car. 
Get that done. The word is inform. Uh, but now we're going to give something else away. We're going to do a lesson question. We're going to give away a Fandango Now rental code for premium video on-demand release of News of the World. And that is with Tom Hanks. So the question that we are going to go with is Scott Hartnell, who was on earlier this morning, is now working for NBC Sports to chat about hockey. But it's not his first time broadcasting because he once hosted which award show? 215-263-WMMR. Scotty Hartnell, before he was talking about hockey, was hosted or had hosted what award show? Let's see if you're listening and see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. In the meantime, let's get some stories. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, 62-year-old Madonna posting pics of her and her boyfriend, 24-year-old Alamik William, on their vacation with the Pocock tribe in Kenya. Apparently, the Pocock shaman kept referring to Madonna as Great Mother because he thought she was William's mother. <laughs> oh, my God. Martha Stewart receiving her first dose of COVID-19 vaccine at a Manhattan hospital yesterday. Stewart later delighted the staff by making them some pesto hummus out of medical waste. <laughs> and finally, Victoria Beckham telling British folks she remembers the exact moment she realized it was time to leave the Spice Girls. Beckham, uh, a.k.a. Power Spice, says she received a telegram from the other girls reading, It's time for you to leave the Spice Girls. That's really good trash. All right, let's see if we can get ourselves a winner. We are looking for the award show that Scotty Hartnell once hosted, and I will go to Margaret. Hello there, Margaret. Hello. All right, Margaret, what show or what, uh, yeah, award show did uh, Scotty Hartnell host one time? He hosted the Oscars. The Oscars. Yeah. Hang on. For you, Margaret, we have a Fandango Now rental code for the premium video on-demand release of News of the World. Critics are calling News of the World a towering piece of movie making. Tom Hanks is magnificent from director Paul Greengrass. Universal Pictures presents Tom Hanks in News of the World. Rated PG-13. It's in theaters now and on demand January 15th. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Good housekeeping. Uh, All right, we're going to start with this. Hate to see this story. Uh, There's a band called Suspect 208 that has fired their lead singer, and he just so happens to be Scott Weiland's son, Noah. And according to social media posts by the band, which does include, by the way, Sons of members of Guns N' Roses and Metallica, but they got rid of him because of his drug use. Uh, Not good. I don't know how old he is. Uh, the The Post stated in part, the decision was made by the band because it was the last thing we could do to keep going. Noah was not writing lyrics or lifting his weight in the band for two months before we let him go. Uh, he was heading down a dark path of drug use that got in the way of our friendship as well as the band. Um, so the members include uh, Slash's son, London Hudson, and of Metallica, Robert Truillo's uh, son, Ty. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you hope that he can get it together because yeah. sometimes, like father, like son, uh, can be a very, very bad Sure. Time. So hopefully he can uh, clean his act up. Foo Fighters are set to release their own pair of Vans to mark their 25th anniversary in the music industry. After the band dropped a picture of the sneaker on their social media, one fan wrote, Love Foo Fighters, love Vans. 
You're really playing with my bank account here. Uh, release date of the shoes is yet to be announced. I have not seen what they look like. Nick pulled up a pair. Those look more like Docs, but I mean uh, um, Chucks. But I guess do Vans make high tops? Yeah, they do. I guess yeah. so. And it's got the the double cursive F uh, Foo Fighters logo. It looks pretty cool. I'd get a pair of those. You like them? Are they comfortable? You think? I. You know what? I don't know. Um, I just like the way those look. Yeah. Um. So and I do like Chuck Taylors. Yeah, Van Halen. I, uh, yeah, yeah, Van Halen. Got, oh, those are Van Halen Vans. I've got the yeah. the classic you know lower cut lower Vans. Kind. But thing about Chucks, they look. I like the way they look. They just don't feel very good. They have improved and made the inside a little bit better. It's, I don't think there's enough there's cushion. Not much support. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. I agree. Yep. But we'll see how these sell. ACDC will premiere Realize. It's the third video from its chart-topping Power Up album uh, this morning. And it's coming across at 10 a.m., so it obviously went out just about 13 minutes ago. Uh, Shot in the Dark peaked at number one on uh, three of Billboard's Rock Airplay charts. So this is uh, the second uh, release from that album. Paul McCartney's daughter, photographer Mary McCartney. She's good. She will direct the upcoming documentary called If These Walls Could Talk, chronicling the history of London's legendary Abbey Road Studios. Variety reported that the film will serve as the debut production of Universal Music Group's Mercury Studios, which is headed up by Oscar winner John Batsik, who will produce through his new banner called Ventureland. Uh, the doc is part of the 90th anniversary celebration of the studios, which falls in November. Uh, no release date has been announced as of yet. That sounds cool. Yeah. Between 1962 and 1970, the Beatles recorded most of their output in the EMI studios situated on Abbey Road. The studio complex was later renamed Abbey Road in honor of of the group's final album, 1969's Abbey Road. Of course, all four ex-Beatles continued to record at Abbey Road after the band broke up with Paul McCartney returning the most often. Have you ever looked at um, pictures, you know, from that album cover, uh, pictures from that day, from that session? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of photos. A whole bunch of new ones came out recently, yeah. Of them uh, making the cross across the road and waiting to go across the road and just kind of hanging out in between... Uh, photos, it's really, really cool. Making banana bread. And uh, it's just one of those little things I love. And I cannot wait for the Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah. Let it be. Oh, yeah. Uh, reshoot. Because oh, yeah. did you see a tease of it? I have not. It's great because the way the Let It Be album documentary turned out was it. it they weren't having fun. Nope. Uh, they, it looked like they hated each other. It, it most considered a chronicling of the breakup of the band. But you know what? They were actually having a good time. Right. And there's loads of footage of them horsing around, palling around, that having I a good see. time. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to be great. And I can't wait to check that out. Uh, in addition to being a renowned photographer, like her late mother, Linda McCartney, Mary has co-directed, had co-directed her father's 2000 solo documentary called Wingspan. McCartney said in a statement announcing the film, Some of my earliest memories as a young child come from time spent at Abbey Road. I've long wanted to tell the story of this historic place and couldn't be uh, and couldn't be collaborating with a better team than John and Mercury Studios to make this creative ambition a reality. So that's her. That's not Paul saying that. Right. That's Paul's daughter. He said boodly boodly. That's what he had to say. <laughs> All right. And uh, that's it. That's what I have for you. Nice. This morning. All right, we have our secret text word. We've been having you uh, text in all morning long. Kathy, a number caller for the winner, please. 
I'm going to go with 18. All right, caller 18, 215-263-WMMR. You know the secret text word? Well, maybe you might win. If you're number 18, you will win if you give us the right word. Digital on demand, a copy of the movie Redemption Day can be yours. And we'll grab a random text, too. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Why have you asked? Corey Taylor. Larkin Poe. Stapleton. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. It is about, that's close to 1030. It's 1028. Uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up today's radio program. An enjoyable one at that. But we're not done yet. No, no. So we were looking for <laughs> caller number, was it 18, It was Kathy? 18, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm going to go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, Patrick, wait, hold on a second. Here. Huh? What, uh, that's what you're... Uh, well, I, that's I, what... I'm, I'm, he, I'm confused. He, he's confused, oh, which okay. is then making you confused. Pat, then I don't know what the secret text word is. You do. Yeah, right, hey, Patrick, what's the secret text word? Inform. Inform is incorrect. Oh! Inform. Was the no sad dough word that you had to send to oh, us? Oh my God, Patrick! So sorry about that. I'm sorry. sorry. I was confused. Okay, yeah, yeah. so we need to go to the next caller. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey. All right, Mike. What's the secret text word? Uh, it's diaper. Diapers. It. Okay. Uh, Can we give Patrick a banjo? I was confused. All right, we got it right. Uh, so hang on the line. Mike, for you, we are going to give you the digital download of Redemption Day, new today on digital and on demand. Gary Dorden, Andy Garcia, Dorton, uh, Sorinda Swan, and Martin Donovan star in the action-packed war thriller Redemption Day. When the wife of a decorated U.S. Marine captain is kidnapped by a terrorist group in Morocco, he is forced back into action for a daring and deadly operation to save the woman he loves. Buy or rent. Redemption Day, and watch it tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. And we're going to set up uh, our random texter in Ridley, PA. It's Owen Riley. Owen, we got the movie for you. Congratulations. Uh, yes. You know, Andy Garcia is in that uh, The Death of Michael Corleone, the re-edit of The Godfather 3. Did you see it? I started to watch it. Okay. It's an improvement. Okay. It's oh. not going to be in the class of the first two. All right. Um, you know, but I, I have watched it. I've noticed a difference in the pacing. Okay. And it's, um, yeah, it's worth checking out. At All right. least so far. I might have to see that. I would like to thank Scott Hartnell for being yeah. on the show uh, this morning. Uh, Mr. Hartnell is going to be on NBC Sports tonight to start as an analyst for the Flyers pregame and postgame. Uh, Taryn Hatcher is going to be uh, the host, and uh, we're looking forward to it. I want, I, I want to see what kind of a job he does. Scott's a great guy. He's so likable. Uh, he is. He's very likable, and he loves this town, uh, loves his team, and can offer some really cool perspectives. So yes. We're looking forward to him. Uh, starting tonight. So thank you to him. We need to do the letter of the day. And I understand, Casey, you're going to supply Ooh. that letter. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N, as in nifty. All right. And we have two more letters to go. And then we be done. We give away a 
$300 cash prize. We're going to do that on Friday, so get set for that. I'll take this moment to thank the fine sponsors of the Preston and Steve Show. Couldn't do this program without them, so thank you to Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and NJM Insurance Group. You can visit njm.com for a free quote today. Tomorrow is Thursday. We'll have on our program the very lovely Mina Savari. Oh, nice. And we also have uh, our buddy Jose Garces, uh, Iron Chef, uh, super nice guy. And we're also going to go along with that, an announcement of something we may be doing to do just whatever little bit we can to help out small businesses who are being hurt by uh, COVID and so on. Right. We'll get the details of that tomorrow. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. I just watched a commercial, and then I think about it. If you're that pathetic that you got to have a stationary bike in your living room, you can't go outside and actually ride an actual bike around the block, it's pretty f- pathetic. Next message. You want to talk about recipes with English muffins. This one is great. A buttered English muffin, honey ham, and cheese. It's simple, it's cheap, and it's freaking awesome. Next message. Today is Wednesday, January 13th. Take the Christmas lights down! At least turn them off at night! They're getting frustrating! Valentine's Day is a month away! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack! Sell them for less.